Hi, welcome to the CastCast. I'm Ella. I'm Ilsa. And I'm Jess. Who are you? Castiel. I'm an angel. Hello, everybody. Um, this week, we are talking about the <laughs> Cast Girl episode. Well, like, one of the, you know, top three, like... Make you go crazy, cuckoo, bananas, insane. Um, really required reading. <laughs> on the head of a pin. Um, before we get into it, all the details, um, we've got a really good little email from our new friend, um, Cass Merlin. You know who you are. Um, we posited in an early episode, I cannot remember which one. Do you guys remember which one? Not, not at all. Not even a little bit. I feel like it was either 409. I'm pretty sure it was the last episode that aired. 409, you guys think? It must have been. Well, Basically, we anyway, weren't sure. Anyway, we didn't know if demons... I didn't know if demons could teleport. Yes. Um, yeah, and Jess we got into it for a second. <laughs> and turns out they can. Um, this person has done some really great little research for us. I'm including, like, literally clipping YouTube videos. Um... They've this is, said, like, really stunning work. Yeah, like, this is literally, like, they've just done the homework for us. Like, they've passed us their notes. Like, um, <laughs> they said that all they did was look at the Supernatural Wiki um, and YouTube clips, but, like, that is more, more than, than we, we did, did yes. Um, <laughs> so they've confirmed that demons can teleport, um, or at very least the higher power ones can. Um, Crowley is probably the example seen in the show the most. Um, Wiki also lists Crossroad Demons, um, which does check out, they've said, because, you know, <laughs> they're not sprinting to where they're summoned, which is funny. Um, it is a, they've said uh, it is a much more interest, uh, entertaining rules. image than the demons hiding in the forest um, and then sprinting at full force. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny, though, if they just <laughs> ran really fast like the flash. They- um, I think they should have directed. Yeah, now I'm like thinking about the <laughs> crossroads and like sprinting to the crossroads and then like getting there and trying not to like panic. Being like, hey, what do you want? And the snazzy outfits, like, I gotta keep it together. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like the princes of hell, the knights of hell, um, and then like powerful black eyed demons. So, um, you know, people. Really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they've also just got a little uh, question, um, which made me laugh because I thought this might be a bit obvious, but uh, they've asked um, what our favourite ship is from the show and if we feel so inclined to share why they're our favourite. Um, one of you go first. I, I have my answer, but one of you. Um. Who Jess? Do you want to? Do you want to go Elsa, through? Elsa, please. Would you like me to? <laughs> okay, so um, I think it's fairly clear that um, Destiel for 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 life is that what the kids say? I don't know. I just think like the thing about me that you have to understand is like I really like romance, and you're not gonna get me convinced that there is something more romantic than like meeting a guy. Um, becoming convinced of his cause, <laughs> trying your best to help him, becoming his best friend and falling in love with him. I, like, I, it, just, it doesn't get better than this. And then there's all the cosmic shit in between. Um, and then there's season eight, 
which is the pinnacle of Destiel for me. So, um, and when we get there, I will be so annoying about <laughs> it. And I'm so sorry. That'll be me um, in season 12 but- with my, like... They, they were trying to become canon season uh, conspiracy theory, but yes. Yeah, so I'm going to be very annoying in season eight, um, but I, th- I think we have time for me to ease you guys into it. Um, I just did want to bring up my favorite like little mind palace ship is uh, Joe, Joe Harvell and uh, Cassie Robinson. I think they could really be something. Mm-hmm. Um, but just because I am very enamored by the idea of Joe, whose, like, relationship with femininity is probably really strained, versus Cassie, to to whom, like, being a woman seems to come really easily. Like, she seems really comfortable with herself. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I just think that their dynamics with the Winchesters are so wildly different. Um, And while Joe knows a lot more about the supernatural world, she is, like, she has a lot less, like, control and agency than I would argue Cassie takes in her own life mm-hmm. um, and I think that's interesting it would have been really fun to see like like you know this is just not a show that Supernatural could be at the time but like if there was a situation where Cassie had to um, become a hunter or at least like be involved in the hunting world in yeah. a more like concrete way yeah. it would have been really fun I think their dynamic if you know it was Joe teaching Cassie about everything um, like that would have been really cute absolutely yeah Anyway, that's something that's really interesting to me. What about you guys? Jess, you go. It's it's Destiel forever. Come on. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> you here? Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, I, I was thought we say. were giving off very like insane about them vibes. Like, so I'm 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 glad to know that like I, it's yeah. still a bit of a mystery. Maybe like you know we we one of us I could can't... be like a real. Um, I was gonna say Sastiel, but we I did don't... go on a bit of an anti Sastiel rant for a second. Um, I hate so... it with my whole heart. <laughs> I, I don't know what the listen, other ones are. Can I just say, I like I appreciate that that they're fighting the good fight. It's just like not a yeah. fight that I am also. There's willing nothing to fight. there. To you know me. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I, I love that. It's and, not like, like I our least when favorite people are ship. like so passionate about something, but it's not for me. The other yeah. thing though is that like I was thinking mm-hmm. about this ask and I'm not really like I don't actually think I'm that much of a shipper like I'm definitely most likely to just no. go along with what's canon canon mm-hmm. yeah so like other ships that I enjoy are Sam Eileen and Sam Weena mm-hmm. oh um, yeah Sam Weena's really good to me I like but very like cool. I mean it's I mean it's SDL forever come mm. on <laughs> SDL for life baby what is your motivation though? Why do you like it? Or uh is it like just like vibes? It's just like undeniable is the thing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so real. Thank you. Th- it's just like so evident. Like it's just like so it's like so much there. And also like definitely part of it is just like I'm easily swayed and the <laughs> way that the internet was after November 5th, I was like, wow, this is super fun. Mm, um, same. <laughs> But I was like raised up in the it, like in the Merthyr trenches as well, which is like <laughs> oh my god, deeply toxic, like horrible, <laughs> on purpose, painful queer baiting, and like <laughs> now I just feel like if a show isn't doing that, I'm not fucking like I'm not I'm not gonna be baited by something not that's interested. not that level of bait, which is like what Destiel is. Yeah. But like anything yeah. else is like some weak, weak, weak shit, like. 
it nothing yeah, will come close to what there. the evil people who wrote Merlin were doing. So like, <laughs> supernatural is like a de- a degree of like unintentional, especially how it begins, and then like later, I think it becomes incredibly intentional and painful. Whereas yeah, like Merlin totally from the jump was like so purposeful and so painful yes. <laughs> and so evil yeah. that I'm like, now I'm like, if you're not on purpose, like being cruel to me, then it's, then I'm not going to bite. Then it just, it, it's not doing anything for you. Yeah. It just doesn't. I think even like you were saying, like later on, it was on purpose. I think even at the start, like we've, we've talked about a few things with them. I think they did do things on purpose, but they just thought that they were kind of creating like a friend, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think it was like yeah. accidental chemistry, like on-screen mm. chemistry. Yeah. That then yeah. I I think that it becomes purposeful like very quickly, mm. like by season five. Yeah. But I think this whole season, Definitely. it's mainly accidental on-screen chemistry and a super intense relationship, yeah. even just a super intense platonic one. Um, oh yeah, quickly yeah. while we're on the topic of queer baiting, I wanted to plug an episode of um, The Illusionist <laughs> by Helen Zaltzman. Um, they did a recent one for Pride on queer baiting. Um, and it's really interesting, oh. like, cause I, it talks about the kind of different ways that the word gets used, but like talks about kind of the, uh, like linguistic origins of it. Um, and also like about how, like the responsibility of using that word and like how we need to make sure that like, you keep kind of like a media literate mind. Cause I think a lot of people throw the word out when like what's actually happening is just like subtext, um, and all that kind of stuff. Sure, so, yeah, yeah, like, I think, the like, I, I think I keep in mind to try and, like, talk about it in a responsible way. Um, just because, like, I don't, I, I sure. think it, like, it's not that it gets misused because, you know, if a word gets used for a certain thing, eventually it does mean that thing. But I think when it means two things, like, you know, we need to be clear about, like, which one we're talking about. Um, anyway, the episode is really interesting. Sure. Um, so everyone should listen um, to that. I just want to say... That I do, th- I can't remember who it was that said it, but they called uh, Dean and Cass the great American queer bait. And I'm never going to get over that. <laughs> and I think it's such a perfect encapsulating. Um, yeah. Like, I'm also it. going to wreck a podcast, and it is the oh, bait podcast, which mm. is like so fun. Um, if any of you follow Cass Girl on Tumblr, that's her podcast with a, oh. with a fallen blogger, Stella Kowalski's um, Zoe, that's the other host name. Mm. Um, it's just like super fun if you're like running these internet circles. It's really fun to hear these uh, two girls they? talk about it. It's highly enjoyable. They have three <laughs> Destiel episodes, which are like very fun. I was gonna say, um, didn't they release one after November fifth? They so uh, they did their Destiel episode before November fifth, and then they oh had to God. go back oh and be like, God. okay, oh my God, terrible timing. <laughs> exactly. Um, really good. Yeah. Really good. So okay, great. Okay, great I guess stuff. back to the question but, um, since we're like you, Ella, tell us your, so your your ships. Yeah, um, definitely, oh obviously, um, Desiel. Um, like I, I think I've Duh. talked about before. Like I basically just watched the show because I saw clips of them and was like, what the fuck. Um, and then like, like I I have read like maybe one or two Dean Benny ships just because I also really enjoy them in canon. I like the acting's not amazing. I'm like quitting like the pod over this. <laughs> I hate you. I think it's not like, it's Emma not in a situation where man. like Cass is like a viable option. Like I don't really see like, uh, you know, you see him settling for Benny. Is that what it is? Huh? That's what you just said to me. 
You just said to me that you see Dean's maybe settling for Benny. That's what not said. settling, <laughs> not like, settling, but this. more like I, I think that like saying, they man. would have a. They, I think they have like a great dynamic, and I, I, I do. It's more like I, I like the ideas that like Benny presents to the show, and it never really pays off in the show. And I think that's why I wanted to read oh, about it. it. It's just like that's true. you know him trying to settle into like a quote unquote normal life and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I think like him with Dean is like a good avenue for that in a similar way to like Cassie's, I guess you know a normal per- like you know pairing him up with like a normal person. Like I, I like that vibe. Um, and then I don't know, maybe it's just because like, I like a lot of vampire lore and I like, you know, <laughs> the idea of like, like purgatory and all that kind of stuff. Just like what the fuck went on there? You know, like they, they are so bonded as soon as we meet him and Betty and it's just like, what, what happened? Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Listeners, I feel like, I think I've already even talked about this, but I can't stand Benny. Yeah. <laughs> I hate <laughs> him. <laughs> Maybe it's because, like, I, you know, the accent's less annoying to me because, like, you all sound insane. You're not a man. And I'm, I'm just kind of getting, you know, I just kind of <laughs> I can't believe ignore you that just it said that bad. in your Australian accent. But his accent. stupid hat doesn't piss you off. That should make you so angry. No, I love when vampires, like, are so dorky with their fashion because, like, they died, like, 100 years ago. Like, that's fun to me. Terrible. Of course he wears a little hat. Oh, this is a shame. <laughs> this is like it's like if if it, like Destiel is like a hundred percent. I love it. Like or you know, it's that much power. Like Dean Benny is like the next, but by like a long shot. It's like you know, nothing compares to Destiel. God. Like I've read you know hundreds of Destiel fix, and I just read like one maybe two <laughs> Dean yeah. Benny. But um, I also like you said that's disgusting. <laughs> Um, like, I'm so glad you guys are having fun, but I can't put them even on the same spectrum. Like, to me, it's just, like... I think I've already read to you the thing that, like, really turned me on them. Um, so, you did, just, like, so but well I don't written, care. But, like, I don't care enough yeah. to pursue... I'm literally, like, who's Benny? <laughs> He's, like, I am... Wait, okay, listeners, if you are also pro-Dean Benny, please... Send me an ask. Not not the cast cast. Send me an ask on Tumblr oh, so and we can talk. so now you see how it feels. Now you know how it feels, yeah. Because Do you remember I when I was talking about it. Sam Ruby and how it matters? Yeah, I was just saying. Anyway. <clears throat> He's so thick. Like, don't... Um, oh, anyway, okay. Um, listeners, oh my God, feel free I to send it. me hate I... as well if you want to. Because <laughs> I like attention and that means you're thinking about me. <laughs> Haloemoji.tumblr.com slash ask. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Um, I was just going to say, do you remember when we started talking about Dean Benny and I was like, Ella likes a burly man? Yeah, that's what it's about. I don't need this. This whole conversation is irrelevant. Um, <laughs> I think it's another thing that, Are like, we, we gonna... talked about this briefly with, like, the Sasty old chat. Like, when I see, like, Dean oh Benny art, I'm like, okay. Like, it, 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 it really turned me around. When I see Dean Benny art, I'm like, why are you cheating on Cass? I'll kill you for this, Dean Winchester. (laughs) You couldn't, like, you cannot do better. What's wrong with you? Get out of there. But, like, um, the one I'm thinking Um, of in particular right now that, like, sticks out in my mind is the one by Skep that's, like... Dude. um, It's just, like, he just looks ridiculous. Like, he's so big and, like, stuff. And Dean's just basically like, oh, my God. (laughs) 
like, see, I don't know. I, because I don't you know. have Dean brain. Okay, but let's get into this episode this. because we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> and this episode is so, 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 so important. Um, I yeah, I, I think, like, I knew this was a big one, but then starting to watch it, I fully had a break, like, a Minty B. I just lost my shit. Um, <laughs> wait, so, oh, thank it. you to Cass, really like, good. Merlin. Um that was a oh, really, yeah. really great little um, email from you. So thank you so much. Very sweet. Cass Marilyn, we love you. We love your subject line. We, we love your signature. We love getting emails. The fact that other she listeners. did homework. Cass Marilyn is now our favorite listener in the listener <laughs> rankings. Yeah. So you should step it up. Sorry, Caitlin. You got it. Sorry, Caitlin. Sorry, Pig in a Poke, who's really excited for us to release this episode, by the way. Like, half in a... <laughs> Picking a poke was up there, but I saw all these new rankings, you know, as things change. Yeah. (laughs) This is so terrible. We can't be having popularity context. Is this MySpace? Is this what it felt like? Yeah. Is that top eight eight friends? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We should do that. Ben Edlin is Um, our number one really though, if we did have a top eight. But anyways, every time he's our number one listener. Especially after watching. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into it. Okay. Ben Edlin. Um Okay, yeah, let's just talk. Okay, so the episode that we're covering, Ella, tell us about it, just quickly. Well, as you guys know, it's called On the Head of a Pin. I don't think anyone could forget. Um, It is directed by um, Mike Roll, (laughs) Roll, R-O-H-L. And he's directed, like, you know, like 10 episodes, it looks like. like it's a mixed bag. There's some in here that I'm like, that's a great episode, and then some in here are just kind of monster of the week ones. So, you know, good for him. Um, uh, you but, gotta pay the rent. Yeah. Uh, like, but I think drum roll. The most exciting part of this episode, oh, you know, the most exciting part of this <laughs> intro is that it is written by Ben Edlund. Pew, pew, pew. Oh my god, <laughs> he's done it again. Ben, kisses for you. <laughs> this is our first episode oh, covering an episode that he's done, um, which has been very frustrating <laughs> wow, because we, we have missed know. some bangers. Um, but yeah, God, you can just tell, can't you? You can just I, tell. The writing is so tight and I, like just chef's kiss the whole time. I have to tell you guys something. What? It makes me crazy insane to think about this. But the the fact is that like – Watching this episode, I just kept writing down lines of dialogue like that made me insane. Like that's my notes. It's just like no, me too. From Alistair, me too. And then I was like, stop writing because you're just writing the whole show. (laughs) So I tried to change it up. I would like write down a quote from from Alistair, and like I would write it down all caps with a bunch of exclamations, and like I would draw little hearts around it because like it's so like so many of these are like such defining lines. Yeah. For these characters where they are at like he just does this really deft work in this very tight span of time um and it's really lovely like incredible stuff the the balance of like really intense shit in this episode and really funny shit like is so good and the jokes work like we have in previous episodes really chided the writers for some terrible jokes already and we're like in season four so it's only going downhill from here um but like (laughs) 
all these jokes hit for me. Like I understand, <laughs> I, I can you? see the logic. I can feel the joke. It's good. Um, something I wanted to bring up yeah. before we get into, you know, what we're up to in the kind of universe of the world is, do you guys know what the phrase, like how many angels can dance on a head of a pin means? Like have either of you thought about it much? I know it because it was in good omens. And the answer is zero because oh God, angels uh, can't dance. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. So <laughs> what do you go? Go also. I was going to say, like, I was also, I had it down in my notes. Like I wanted to uh, recommend a post <laughs> from <laughs> Tumblr user jurisfiction, I believe. Yeah. Um, um, let me just see if I can find it real quick. But um, they write about, um, how it's such a good title and how it like really positions the episode um in a in a in a very specific way okay here it goes can i read you yeah go go i wonder if it lines up with what i've researched go they're right um it's an allusion to the theological question how many angels can dance on the head of a pen a question cited to debunk medieval angel angel angelology yeah uh, in particular, and scholasticism in general. The point is that explorative discussions uh, that the discussants consider important can be academic in both senses of that word. Not only arcane, but also irrelevant. So they make a big deal out of not only arcane, but irrelevant. Um, like, they talk a little bit about how, like, it doesn't, like, the things that matter are not coming to the fore with the angels. Like, there are these life and death matters and they are struggling with questions of morality when, when it is plain in front of them. Like you should be follow, you should be thinking for yourself. Like, Anna mm. says. okay, cool. Um, I'm glad they got into the kind of, um, uh, <laughs> you know, educational kind of lens of the question, because like I just wrote in my notes yeah. that it just has something to do with religion, but don't get into it. Um, because, <laughs> like, the um, – I said research. So I literally quote... just looked at the Wikipedia article about it. But, um, like, in modern usage, yeah, so... you know, like, it's not – Yeah. It, it's basically just shorthand for, like, that's a waste of time because why – that doesn't matter. And, yes, you know, exactly. That kind of vibe. Um, which, yeah, is just so – Ben Edlund. I, that's all – I don't know. That's all I can say, I guess. Great title. It's really good. Um, um, before we get into the are recap, we get started? Mm-hmm. the oh. cast count for this episode is 24 minutes and 26 seconds. Oh, so We'd love to see it. Blows the rest that's of them out of the water. Of, that's more than it's half. cast day. That's, the, like, that's more than half. Mm. Beautiful. Um, that's, that's how I was going to intro the recap, right? I was going to get started with like, this is the first episode that is truly a cast episode. Like in this episode we inhabit his points of view for the first time. Um, yeah. And I was thinking about it. Like, it, um, has that happened often beforehand that like, the ep- like besides, you know, kind of starting with the monster of the week, you know, um, have we ever really like followed another character so far? That's not the boys. Not that I can remember. No, not that I can remember. No. Yeah. Cause like there hasn't been no. like weekend at Bobby's yet or, or you know, kind of no. a Crowley episode, you know, like there hasn't been, any of that yet so that's what i was thinking no i yeah i think that's also part of like the early season stuff like (laughs) it's funny to me to say early seasons about the fourth season of a show (laughs) like some shows i only have two um but that's like 
the early season stuff, like it, it's a lot more daring and it mixes up the formula a little bit more. And I think that it gains so much from that. We've already spoken about this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, um, when we get into this episode, we start with a shot of Cass, <laughs> which immediately just like, it lets you know, like, like we are in for it. Like this is a, it's, it's his time. Yeah. Cass, Cass, Cast understanders and enjoyers, we're going to have a good one. Oh, like, it's just so good. This opening sequence is and such a good opening. <laughs> Before we get farther really into strong. it, can we just say that he is looking so handsome this whole episode? Oh, so beautiful. I, He's really killing it. I have been picking a like little screenshot to share just when we do the post on Tumblr, and I already said this to the other two, mm-hmm. but um, it's just going to be 10 different pictures this time. Everyone's just going to have to deal with <laughs> Um, I could not pick. They are all precious to me. Literally every shot, it's he just so looks yeah. like stunning. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I th- I'm thinking I'm gonna do a couple of posts like I did for 402, where I was like, "This is where I think he looks good." Only it's gonna be like at least three posts. So <laughs> if I were to make a think TikTok about that. of this episode, I would use that music. That's like, "I'm a pretty boy. I'm stunning." <laughs> oh my god, because he yeah. is. Let's make that. Yeah, truly. <laughs> Lovely. You should do that. Yeah, so where we left off was, like, the big, uh, <laughs> like, reveal of everything that, like, you know, Anna's an angel. They wanted to kill her. And, you know, she, now she's she's been gone. We don't mm-hmm. know what she's doing. Pamela has died. That's where the boys are coming back from um, at the start of the episode. And, like, the mood is bad. The, the vibes are bad. Yeah. Morale the is are, like low. not getting on, um, and then also like, yeah, they're just really sad. So that's kind of where we're entering the episode. Yeah, it's not ideal, huh? It's just a bad. Time, yeah, because Dean's like, like you know, he's still kind of reeling with like having to talk about what happened in hell. Um, and then Sam is uh kind of fighting the urge, I guess, to um, well, we find out later to drink demon blood. Um, but this is the reveal. Did you just call Sam Ben? No. I heard Bam. Did I you might, just say Sam? I, don't know why I heard. I think I said Sam. Bam. I swear to God, you said Ben. <laughs> mm. I heard Bam, as in B A M. So that's really good. Um, well, look, Bam let's just check the tapes, and if blood. I said Bam <laughs> or, or something, you'll say if you don't edit <laughs> that to out. Self, I swear to God. <laughs> you I have to. God. If, if Ella just called I'm Sam Ben in. or Ben, <laughs> that's his name now. <laughs> his name. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what the what the edit yields. Um, God, I've got to so, get editing yeah, control we're at. back off you. This is <laughs> torturous. Um. So so where we're at right now is it cool? Are we? Are yeah, we yeah. I think that's like all we need to know, right? Yeah. Right, so I'm fucking crashing in. He's there. He looks amazing. It's great. It's a parking lot. It's night. Um, it's fucking. It's raining. He's all the cars in the parking lot are making a bunch of fucking noise. Like all the alarms are going off. Um, and Cass holds out a hand and he switches them off. All Jedi like. Um, yes, we we touched and, on this uh, briefly in an early episode. Like he he can control yes. like things like. Anything with a signal, baby. Uh, pretty much anything, actually. But, like, I do like thinking about it in terms of signals and waves and shit just because of the celestial wavelength mm. of intent thing, which is really near and dear to me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and it's really good. So he walks over, he's seeing something in the distance, and like when we first see him, he looks troubled. Um, I do have the remember when Jess said he looks so, he, like really pretty in this episode, really handsome. Um, the first thing I I wrote uh, is he is so, which is yeah, like <laughs> he, is so. <laughs> he is so. He is so. Um, also, um, the music playing in this episode is really good and. If I had known that, like, the music that plays specifically in this scene is really great. And if I had um, known that during when I was trying to make our theme song, I would have probably just, like, clipped that and made that into the theme because it's really good. So go it. back, rewatch that well, first season opening two. scene and um, listen, pay attention to the music because it's, like, very fun. That's really cool. I didn't pay attention at all. I was entranced. Maybe if we, like, ever remix the intro or, like whatever for like a new season we can pull that in because that yeah. yeah it does yeah. sound so good yeah. um i so I, I was just thinking like i've seen Andy like misha stance kind of talk about him being ugly like i'm sure you guys have seen that discourse <gasps> and it's just no like way. where like he's like so objectively beautiful Show especially me. in this episode <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm obsessed with lines and angles and planes. Like, sorry. Sorry, I like good. yeah. Sorry, I um, like faces that look like human faces. Sorry, I like faces. Um. Anyway, so he what he's doing in the parking lot is he walks over and you see this uh, beautiful blonde lady lying on the ground, sprawled out, and uh, her chest has uh, this wound in it, like right in her sternum mm. and the blood of it is just kind of pooling in the hollow in her, of, of her neck um, right by her collarbone because she's lying on her back, which is a beautiful shot. Mm. Um, but Cass is like devastated. He says to her, goodbye, sister. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then we have cops pulling up and um, <laughs> we have cops pulling up and uh, Cass, like, stands there. And at first I was like, he has to get out of there. The first time I watched this episode, I remember being like, dude, you do not want to be in a fucking jail. It's going to suck because I lost my mind, apparently. But then by the time the cops get out of the cars, he's gone. Mm. Um, and we get this panning shot from a, from above um, showing the this woman's body with her white dress and her, like, bloody neck a little bit. Um and uh, we see that there are these giant wings burned into the ground on either side of her. I love the reveal shot. Like, the camera pulls all the way really out to the beautiful. wide. And then the torch goes on. And yeah. so you're like, what am I looking at? And then it's like, the all of a sudden, is, they show the wings. It's so cool. It's really lovely. But the only thing that came to mind in the scene is that uh, it's supposed to be, f- like, from the point of view of a helicopter. Like, you hear the chopper noises, and then that's where the light comes from. And I'm like, what the hell are the cops doing there that they need a chopper for? Like, what did they think happened? Yeah, I don't know. Something big must have gone down in that, like, in that parking lot, uh, which is a pretty cool idea, unless you think it's stupid, in which case it just feels dumb. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. Let it wash over you. <laughs> anyway don't even worry about it i love the fact that she has a giant wingspan it made me really happy um but yeah so uh next up we go join uh dean and sam and they are in the car and they are annoyed like tensions are high Mm. 
um, they're coming from Pam's funeral and uh, Dean is kind of putting the blame on the two of them for dragging them into this whole mess mm. or dragging her into the whole mess. Yeah, um, um, it's really like Sam is when saying, Dean says that he's tired of burying friends, it's like, oh, buddy, it's <laughs> only season four. It's so sad. Oh, I know. I was like, you haven't even lost a lot of people yet. <laughs> I love that he's also thinking um, of Pamela as a friend. Like, I don't think she would think of them as yeah. friends. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> That's fair, actually. I did have that thought, but I forgot to write it, write it down. Um, ouch, though. Yeah, rough stuff. Mm. Um, and then, so, th- they have this conversation that we actually see them have quite a few times. Like, Dean says he's just, like, he's just tired. Yeah. He's just tired of it all. Mm. I can't and hear him Sam say that kind says, of stuff. Like, I don't know about you guys, but, like, whenever he says he's tired, he doesn't want to do it anymore, he wants to retire. Like, yeah. I just want to yeah. grab just dad rough. by the head and, like, rip his head off. Like, like it makes me so mad. I'll hold them. I, it's just so stupid. Like, I just wish that they had a through line. Like, that's something that really bothers me with Supernatural. Like, I know people's lives are messy. Um, yeah. And it can be really good to to write something messy. Um, but It's just it, so cruel. It doesn't feel... Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, Dean and Sam have this conversation a couple times, but they do switch sides on it. So yeah. one of the brothers will be like, I'm tired. And the other brother will be like, well, get angry. Oh, I love pissed. I love when Sam says um, get angry. Like, that is that is great. Yeah. He is, he is so, is like, action-orientated really this episode. Sam is, like, on one this episode. <laughs> like... <laughs> He's really having a day. I was, like, really digging it. But, yeah, this conversation, I really liked it. And I feel like this is, like, one of the most relatable Dean moments for me when he's just like, I'm fucking tired. Like, a lot of bad shit has happened to him. Mm. And, like... Yeah. big mood. I never... Or like, in action movies and stuff, when people are like, we gotta saddle up. Like, let's load up our guns and we're gonna go get those people. I'm always like, okay, yeah, there's nothing in my life that's, like, like that. I've never had to, like... Mm. load 18 guns and then throw them in the back of my car but like the thing of just like a lot of bad shit happening and then just being like yes fucking hell like yeah yeah, i know that i have felt that feeling before that's like one of the most i think like realistic things that happens in supernatural to be honest yeah yeah i think as well like he's had to do a lot of emotional work these past two episodes which i i don't think actually translates to like that much period like time in the universe of the show no so yeah he's drained it would be maybe a week yeah so um really good stuff there i'm i I find that no we're not going to talk about the acting right now because there are so many there's so many stuff uh like so many instances of really good acting in this episode mm. that I don't want to call out the bad shit. I feel rude. Um, so they check into a hotel and when they walk inside, they find Uriel and Castiel right like in there. Mm. Um, and then Dean is immediately like, motherfucker. Uh, which is really funny because I'm just not thinking like, like Jess said, he's tired. He just said that. Mm. Can you imagine you check in and there these fucking bozos are there again? Like, And these guys walk serious? in that have given you nothing but grief and you're like... <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, and they were like fighting them the last time they saw. You know, like it was it was. <laughs> yeah. They didn't end on good terms last time. Like, if Dean ever deserved to say like these fucking guys, it's right now. <laughs> <laughs> or just like, what the fuck do you want? Just one of those. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> he does give those vibes though. Um, so Uriel pretty much pretty soon makes clear that like he's not here for chit chat. He like he doesn't want to get any lip from Dean, and Dean is like, you know what? Actually, actually, I will be giving you lip. <laughs> you know what we're just coming from? We're coming from Pamela's funeral. Mm. You remember Pamela? You guys know Pamela. And then he looks over at Cass specifically, like he tilts his head to make sure the Cass looks at him, um, and he's like. Cass, you remember her. You burnt that, burn her eyes out. Um, mm. Good times, he says. Which one of my favorite times? Uh, I think sometimes when Dean is meet like bitchy to Cass, it's warranted, and these are one of those times. Oh, for sure. I can't believe I just said that. Sentence. No, yeah. Um, but I really like, we, okay. This. We we love Cass, but we cannot deny that he fucked Pamela up a little bit. <laughs> he 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 did burn he her, lost eyes her, out. her eyes. Of course, he's never done anything yeah. wrong in his whole life, but. Yeah, it's not wrong per se, but he did do that. (laughs) (laughs) He did do that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jess, I'm glad that you said it that way. That's so true. Um, (laughs) So, um, (laughs) sorry, I'm just on the wiki and it says Dean snaps at them and Uriel is less than sympathetic. Castiel expresses his sympathy, but Uriel puts him in his place. Like, okay, kind of a little bit. Um, Yeah. Anyway, so Uriel is just saying, like, we didn't bring you back from hell so you could chill and do what you wanted. I'm sorry to tell you that. Like, we brought you back from hell because we want you to do what we want you to do. Mm. And you're going to do it. And he's like, I'm not going. Like, you can't ask me to do this or whatever he says. Mm. And, um, oh, because they explain, like, he has to go torture Alistair. Uh, he's the best interrogator they've got because he was Alistair's student in in, in hell. Um, and they're looking for the demon who's murdering angels. And Alistair, being a high-ranking demon, will know. Mm. So they're like, you have to come with us. You have to go torture him until he coughs up a name. And uh, Dean's like, no, you can't ask me to do this. And mm-hmm. Cass is like, it's... I can't remember exactly what it, he's like. I can't. I don't want to ask you to do this. No, I think he. I um, think he says that in the next scene when they're in the place is where the next Alistair scene? is kept. But yeah. also like before they oh, ask him specifically, yeah. like, you know, to to come with them. Um, well, you know, yeah. ask is like a stretch. They more like tell him. Um, you yeah. know, you see so, Dean notices like that. Cass is kind of being um, quiet and standoffish. Um, and there's just this great little eye acting moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. I feel like there's clearly been some kind of, like, shake-up between Cass and Uriel because the last time... Yes. Or during It's the Great Pumpkin, mm. like, yeah. Cass was clearly the, the commanding officer, if you want to put it that way. Mm. Um, and then now Uriel's the one who's, like, calling the shots, it seems like. Yeah. And Uriel has a great yeah. line where Dean is mouthing off and he's like, we raised you out of hell for our purposes. Mm. Which is, like... Exactly. Ah, uh, say it, Uriel. I just like I. I just love him. <laughs> Thank you, Robert Wisdom. <laughs> the last time that like we saw them was like the time where like you know we leave off and uh, Dean has like just saved Cass and and like Uriel's kind of like grabs him by the you know like a naughty cat and he's like come on we're going um, just by the collar like <laughs> he's like stop staring at him like that. 
Um, so <laughs> the, like the dynamic has definitely changed in Cass's head, which is just so fun. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Dean specifically is like, I'm not doing this. And, um, <laughs> Uriel's like, that's fine. We're not asking. Mm. And then the next moment, um, he is gone. And so is Uriel and Cass. And Sam is just like in the room like, God damn it. I think he actually just says damn it. I yeah, I think he does. Um, he's very I it. wish that he had said son of a bitch because it's, it's a real good moment. <laughs> and I think that he should have echoed Dean there. It's, saying damn it gave me very, like, very Dean vibes. Like when he did it, I was like, yeah. Who are you? Um, I love but, I love like um, when stuff like that happens where like the brothers are reminiscent of each other because like they do spend so much time together, so it makes yes. sense that they would have the same like vibes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I specifically really enjoy like when Dean and Bobby and Sam are all in the same place and they're all saying it and didn't um, and uh, what. Mm. I really enjoy that. I'm like, oh, family. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're moving right ahead. They are um, at this uh, warehouse. I think it's <laughs> the company that it, on the outside, on the on the like sign outside is like American Meat Warehouse. Really <laughs> funny because like, I did not. It was a, I did not register. It was that. something That's like so that. I'll put a screenshot. Um, but. I thought it was really funny because they're going to do torture in there. It gets pretty meaty. There's some American um, meat in there. For sure. Amer- well. There's yeah. an all-American USDA Ew. certified lean. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Alistair is definitely lean. Look at that man. He's stringy even. Oh, um, Very lean. But yeah, so they get there and um, they're sort of in this room a little bit away from the room in which Alistair is, is, is kept captive in. Um, and uh, it, it's just Dean and Cass now. Well, Uriel's gone. Well, no, like what happens is like Dean specifically asks oh, if really? he can speak to Cass alone. And then Uriel's like, yes, I'm going to <laughs> seek best. revelation. Uh, so that's why it says seeking revelation. And then a little heart in my, yeah. In my notes. <laughs> um, and cool. he, he also like says that he's like starting to like Dean. Cause I, I guess like, He's, he's like funny yeah yeah i don't know and that and he vanishes and then oh my god dean's like what the fuck and Cass is like he's like was that supposed to be funny and Cass is like uriel's the funniest angel in the garrison <laughs> ask anyone i just like so, that's how you do comedy in supernatural so much you, you laugh at like the obscurity of much. like the situation like like that is just yeah. He gets it. It's so funny. He's the funniest angel in the garrison. Ask anyone. <laughs> like, And also, can I just, I'm so sorry to do this, but like also a line that gives us a lot of context about yeah. just like Cass's circumstances and uh, the fact that they, like, I'm going to bring this up later again, but like they keep talking about how angels don't have feelings. That's something that Anna specifically brings up is like why she didn't want to be an angel. It's like, oh, you don't have all these lovely emotions or whatever. Yeah. But like one of the things that happened in this episode is like Cass is like, oh, I feel. But even before that, like they laugh at jokes. They have jokes. Yeah. They have jokes. They have enough of a community in a garrison. You're the funniest one. That, that everyone knows that Uriel's the funniest one. Like, yeah. 
And I love how that like will that kind of shows that like Anna's perspective is almost warped. Like she has yes. guarded herself against like these positive experiences that she might have had. So in her head, you know, it's like all angels are, are like unfeeling, you know, just because she puts like humanity on a pedestal and, and you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like it's just, oh, I haven't thought about it that way. I'm glad that you're bringing that up. I'd like to think about it a little bit more. Um, yeah. So next up that <laughs> like uh, Dean says to Cass, like, since when does Uriel put a leash on you? Um, he's kind of confronting him about the fact that, like, it seems like Uriel is in control of the situation. Thank you for taking over, Ella. I can't say it. Please do. No, it's fine. It's <laughs> just, like, it. the only thing I have in my notes. But um, and th- but it's because in capitals I've got that Cass says that he was <laughs> too close to the humans in my charge, comma, you, exclamation mark. Yeah. It's genuinely hilarious that there could be any thought that he's getting too close to Sam, given that he's <laughs> insulted him and then knocked him out and then not, not said anything else to him, right? Like, isn't that the yeah. extent of their relationship? Yeah. Uh, Sastiel, really cheers to you. Uh, <laughs> it's another example so of the show strong. just, like, making their connection so important. And it's just, mm. like, yes. you did that. Right. This is in part because Dean is, like, the focal point of the show in a lot of ways Mm. uh but like it does make it really difficult to separate like Cass's journey from his relationship to Dean um because the show is so focused on Dean yeah I think we talked about it earlier like how it's kind of like yeah um you know he Cass is going on this journey and Dean is kind of like the catalyst this time but like this is always kind of something that Cass has been inclined to do yeah so yeah um, and I think the, when we see him with Jack, we also notice that like, he could have had a different catalyst, a different kind of relationship could have, could have brought this along. Yeah. Like if he had taken care of, if he had taken care of like Claire earlier, mm-hmm. um, that could have been a catalyst for him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like if he, you know, if, if, um, you know, he always stayed in Claire's body, um, or, you know, there's so many different oh situations that could have Stuff led like to that, him. Yeah. Yeah, falling, so... Um, yeah, so he he specifically says that his superiors have begun to question his sympathies, um, and then he's getting too close to the humans in his charge, and he specifies you, uh, which is really great. <laughs> and then um, Dean has the line that he says, um, if, you, if you let me walk through that door, you will not like the, what walks back out. Um, he, it's like it's like that kind of implies that Dean like already kind of cares what Cass thinks of him like I it's like it, oh, it's just he's he's like you know me I like I'm gonna I don't want to tap into that part of myself like oh, juicy it's really good I I like that you um see it that way I I thought it was more of like a, a lost ditch effort like you have some kind of there's a reason that you want me alive right Mm. so there must be something that you see in me we (laughs) that i won't be that person if i walk through that door doesn't Cass say like and i thought that um, was really cool i'd give anything to not have you do this is that what he says yes he says okay can i tell you you what i have written down in my notes please because this is like an extremely wrenching scene Cass goes this is too much to ask i know 
but he has to ask him anyway. And then he says, want it? No, but I've been told we need it, which is like a rich text, right? Because we've been talking Mm. about how like there are definitely parallels between um, the angels and like being a gigantic like spy organization where like Mm -hmm. only certain amounts of intelligence are like, is like uh, conveyed between operatives essentially. Um, So like Cass doesn't even really, he only knows what he's been told to do. He has no concept of like a bigger picture really Mm. um and then he says for what it's worth Mm. i would give anything not to have you do this which is a really great thing for him to say (laughs) and i'm glad that he said it i and it's you know he means it because Cass doesn't speak in hyperbole exactly yeah he's so sincere and then like shout out to the person who pointed out that like Cass says this and he fucking means it because never again does he ask Dean to do anything like this. Yeah. I need to go lie down. Sorry, we have to cancel recording after. Um, <laughs> need to recover. He's just so special to me. We are only up to like the start of the episode and We're up to we're up to yeah. Yeah, Dean is defeated by basically by Cass saying, like, for what it's worth, I would give anything not to have you do this. And the next thing we see is him, like, sort of hunched over this cart as he wheels it into the room. And he almost looks... Oh, no, no. He stands outside of the room. Cass is giving him the rundown, right? Mm. Of uh, the Devil's Trap that he's in. It's an old Enochian uh, Devil's Trap. And um, and then then Cass, Dean goes in. And he he starts torturing. Or he we, we get the start of his interaction with Alistair. This is the first time that I um, noticed that Alistair is seeing fun. cheek to cheek. I just, like, didn't really have a clock Oh, that. yeah. Uh, he is such a freak, and I love seeing him. Um, <laughs> Where did he hear cheek to cheek? Like, what, is that, like, his vessel's knowledge, you know? Like, that's just so silly, but it works. Fred Astaire is in he... hell, and Alistair was assigned to torture him. <laughs> have you not seen... Wow. Alistair was torturing him. That's really good. Um, but yeah, so he was saying cheek to cheek because um, he has really weird vibes with Dean, as always. Um, it's just like, I imagine you learn quite a lot about a person when you torture them and then they become your torture student. Mm. So yeah, I suppose the this, this shit is weird there. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> suppose yeah it's a little bit of a different situation and it's in hell so i don't know um i wrote down in my notes alistair you creepy fuck hello (laughs) (laughs) and um i i wrote down like that alistair at some point in this conversation um when dean is like preparing his little station his little cart of torture um tools (laughs) um he he's like it's good to see you. And then he says, I, he says something like, not all of you, you left part of yourself back in the pit, which drove me insane. Yeah. I really enjoy the idea that this is like, this did irrevocably change Dean. And in some ways coming back is like, like really jarring. Um, mm. I really enjoy that. I think it's also um, playing into like the, the fear that you have once you like it's you know a universal kind of thing you know when you are changed in some way the fear that like 
you are no longer yourself and like it like the that your sense of self is like broken like that is good because i i don't really think that they have touched on that with him yet um it's been more kind of like i went through this i did this but now it's like and i'm different and i really like having that home this episode I almost brought up a book I read and I was like, this is not the time. <laughs> no time. There's no time. <laughs> we don't have time to get her through it. Um, uh, it was a book about torture, so it was kind of re- relevant. So, you know, um, but we don't have the time. We so, joked, but this episode actually can't be like five hours long. <laughs> so sorry, guys. <laughs> it's just logistics. Um, if you were hoping um, to hear so, that kind of length. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> DM me. Um <laughs> Uh, Dean um, is trying not to respond to Alistair's taunts. Alistair specifically is like, oh, I know you want revenge for everything I did to you, or maybe to everything I did to your daddy or something. He said, like, because he's a weird fucking creep. The way he says daddy is, like, so funny. He does it, like, a couple of times. Um, He also has a really, like, distinct way of speaking, and it's really fun to see. The two of them um, do such a good a job in the, like all of the, the scenes where yeah. it's just the two of them. Like it's yeah, you can. It feels like they have history. Have say, like it's it's really baked yes. in. It's good. I have to say something that I uh, on this watch came across to me is like the idea that it was like <laughs> Dean did kind of feel like a child to me, like a mm-hmm. very powerful child. But he did in the presence of this, uh, like a really like, you know, someone who can hold their own still. Well, like Alistair is like so clearly in control of this entire situation, even though like he's trained up and he's restrained. Like, Mm. um, get to the next scene because this is like so fun. So Ruby walks into the motel because Sam called her and he is like, I need your help. I need to find Ian like now. I need to know where the angels are took him uh ruby when she walks into the motel says that she can still smell them and i thought we would really enjoy that <laughs> because of our enjoyment for the animalistic what do they smell like elements the cats are you know she- demons smell like sulfur what, what do angels smell, smell like? like well fic would have you believe that they smell ozone. like ozone and, and if anybody knows yeah what thank that you smells like please let me know <laughs> um another one is they that they smell like um when it's been raining i oh god i just had this Petrichor? conversation i cannot remember the word for that smell can either of you? Petrichor. Petrichor. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. Would love if they just smelled so, like uh, whatever <laughs> deodorant or aftershave their vessels used. And she's like, <laughs> literally, like, I can still smell them because it smells like Old Spice in here. <laughs> I bet. I was going to say, do you think Jimmy will Old kind of... Spice? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah. <laughs> the same, like, bottle of Old just, Spice that he's had for, like, that. 10 years. Like. That kind of oh, yeah, absolutely. it's a classic for a reason. For sure. Reasonably, pli- reasonably priced, and he can get it at the grocery store. Like, yeah, he can get it, and it smells <laughs> good. Amelia loves it. So, um, Sam in this scene is saying like he has to go get Dean, um, and Ruby interprets this as like because you don't want him to do this, and it's it's like sad. And, but she's saying like this is a win. This is good. Like, mm-hmm. th- um they're going to get the information and it's the angels are, are in charge of the situation. It'll be fine. Yeah. Like she's, no, she wants Alistair to be dead a win as well. For the so team. She, yeah. She's stoked on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then Sam is like, he, I don't, I don't want Dean doing this. And she's like, what? Because you're worried about him. And he's like, no, 
he can't do it. He's not strong enough. Love um, it. Yeah. Love this. What a bitch. Sam's ego is huge. A ball out I here. I love it. Um, I really do enjoy when Sam is like does stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, has thoughts. <laughs> really have a good time with it. Um, but yeah, so he's basically saying like he, he can do it, but Dean can't. Mm. He thinks he can take control of the situation. The hubris. Dean cannot. Yeah, and then we go back to the the Alistair and Dean scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is when Alistair is talking about like how John was in fact um, on his rack as well, and uh, he tortured him for about a, a century. And um, he's saying like he never he never gave in. Um, this is so interesting to me. A blade. Do you guys have any theories as to like how? John like didn't give in, just based off what we already. I think know they're lying. I was yeah. about to say I think that maybe he's lying. <laughs> I think that they just like didn't um, give a shit. Like I think that they just were like torturing. Yeah, John. But I think this is this Regular? is purely psychological torture for Dean. Um, it it is like it is something that like breaking in hell. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um, it does like also seem like. Like, Alistair doesn't really lie as well. Like, I think at one point he says that he doesn't lie. But I was thinking about, like, John's temperament. And, like, he was a bit of a miserable fuck on Earth. So, like, maybe he has, like, a he high bar be a for, bit like, of a martyr. being treated badly. Because yeah. he's just, he's always feeling like shit. Whereas, like... <laughs> well, Dean should have that too, by that logic. So, um, or, or like maybe he's just a bit more like, like apathetic and doesn't have as strong emotions, whereas Dean has like really strong emotions. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I do think that John. Well, again, like this is me carrying, pulling out my little John Understander badge because I think I get him. <laughs> um, but I, I do think he has strong emotions, and therefore I do think that they're lying. Um, I, I guess I, I mean, sorry, I guess I also Alistair mean like strong about negative not... emotions, whereas I think Dean has also For strong sure. positive emotions, whereas like, I don't know. Well, yeah, but that's not how emotions work. You don't only get the bad ones. Yeah, um, but I think some people like cultivate certain ones, right? Like, I, you know, sure. I think like John kind but, of thrived yeah. on like hating his life and, <laughs> and being like a negative person. Maybe. Um, but what I was going to say is, like, I, I think that, um, I do think that this is psychological torture. It adds up for me most. The thing that, um, that Dean, oh, sorry, that Alistair says that he wouldn't lie about specifically is the seal being broken. Off. Right, okay. So, he yeah, says, I guess this I wouldn't lie about. This that. is, yeah. so it could be, um, I'd have to think about it more. I don't have a solid argument. This is just gut. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, so he says the line that I really love. Alistair, this is another all caps with hearts around it um, mm. quote that I wrote down. Um, he's like, when Dean arrived on the rack, he was like so annoyed. He thought he was up against it again, like this this quality that John had that let him resist um, this torture. Um, but then he says, but daddy's little girl... He broke. <laughs> he broke in thirty, and I that love is that so he says broke as well. Like, 
Yes. I know my subtitle said that. I was like, is that what he's saying? That is what he says. He said he broke. I'm like, wow, is he me? Like, that is how I change language sometimes to (laughs) make it fit my sentence. So good. Daddy's little girl. Like, okay, one, Transdean. Two. I'm saying. Ben Edlin, I want to kiss you on the forehead like a little baby. Like, that is beautiful. Can I I buy you a coffee? Do you want to get dinner sometime? It's so good. I, that's what I mean by by this is like, he's doing all this stuff and it's so full. Um, there is not like a line he, wasted. Like every single thing that like exactly. Alistair is ranting at Dean is just like so tight and so like, um, you can, it's literally like he's torturing him with his words back at him, and Dean's just like standing there yeah, like he's gotta do having something. like all the face acting like. <laughs> He's like huffing and puffing. I did think some of it was a little bit overwrought, but towards the ends of the of these scenes, I think it's a little bit more earned. But maybe that's just my feeling. No, it's not overwrought um, for me. I I loved it. Ten out of ten. Dean <laughs> girls approved. <laughs> Nine out of ten. Dean girls love the face acting. And on the head of it. <laughs> um, I did find that I was like laughing at Dean a bit. Uh, for yeah, the way that he's like being intense like his little like intense torture face i was like yeah awesome like, stuff up really good stuff really good <laughs> you need a you shirt that says like, that like, like, like it's I so serious look at him <laughs> <laughs> yeah um but yeah like this is a he actually alistair also laughs at him he's like i'm sorry i'm laughing this is a very serious situation for you yes like, yeah so exactly it's like oh wow look it, it's so serious like it is serious face i think this is the point where um dean walks up and he's like telling him like he could still dream in hell or is this later no, I think this is now. Like it, it, it's at least in this yeah. setting, so we can talk about it. Because I, I also have it in my notes now. Yeah. He tells him he could still dream in hell, and basically that what he dreamed about over and over while he was carved and carving um, was was this getting to get his revenge on Alistair. Mm. And uh, he walks up, and he slowly like, and he has a a, a syringe. With holy water in it, and um, I think he stabs him in the gut as well. <laughs> mm. um, but from outside the room, you hear the screams, and you see Cass. And now this is a lot to me personally. You see Cass, and his face when he hears the screaming start up is like, I. He looks like he lost something. He's he like looks heartbroken. Like he's yeah, he's such a dingo already. This. Like. <laughs> He's like, oh my god. I think not only that, right? But like, he's like, I asked him to. We had to ask him to do this, and I was hoping against hope that something would happen. Um, I think to him, this feels like a sacrifice. Dean's face as well is so resigned. Like the like the last kind of shots yeah, of that scene, absolutely. like it's real. It's really reminiscent of like what we see in the future, like throughout Purgatory, and then also like the Mark of Cain, like the kind of complete disengagement he like goes into when he's doing like extreme violence. So this is so funny. I had a totally different read on both Purgatory and this. I think he, he finds like enjoyment in it. Um, no, like I think, um, maybe that's a bit like of a text. it's like he, he, I don't, I don't think, think it's it, until the mark of, I think it, during the mark of Cain, I feel like it's more like, um, he's off. He's like, he is enjoying it, I guess. But like, um, I guess I'm thinking more like, 
he kind of over the course of the show goes on such like a weird journey with this torture stuff and it, it it's so interesting to see like he, I yeah. I will back up my argument but I I think we'll get to it later. Yeah. Um and it just yeah. it just reminded so, me of like the times in the future I guess that he deals with torture but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it it is interesting because it comes back up all the time. Mm. So we have the demon blood reveal. I'm not going to get into it right now, but like basically Sam's like, I need it, Ruby. And Ruby's like, oh. And then uh, she climbs into his lap and he drinks her blood. Um, Um, Okay, I will say. Now we know. Given the fact that I hated the whole uh, Sam, Ruby get together story, I thought that was like so boring. This scene was like kind of sexy. I was like, okay, maybe I get it a little. (laughs) Oh my God, I have that in my notes too. I was like, Jen actually looks like really hot here. But then I was like, am I going to bring that up? Um, Yes. Oh my God. I was going to let it go. I was going to let you guys like live your lives. (laughs) So I, I like this scene for a lot of reasons because like um, she cuts her forearm when she could have as easily gone for like her shoulder, uh, which makes a lot of more sense to me and or like her neck. She's the demon, you know, it wouldn't kill her. She doesn't have that risk. Um, And also like, this is her, I hate using the word lover, but like this is a, a, a someone she's been with for a while. So it, and it is an intimate thing. Mm. So, and it is like, they do kind of act like it's a foreplay-ish thing because she climbs into his lap, she straddles his lap. Mm. Oh yeah. she's like, you can have it, baby. The like, energy you, is so you know, different like, from like when we like saw that. them hook up. Like Sam was so like, not resistant, but he was kind of like, oh, this is happening. Whereas this time he's like, yep, get on my lap. We're doing this. I need. I need it. Yeah. Um, like he's really yeah. like. Well, this is like so now. obviously something that's happened before. Mm. Yeah. Yes, and I think that the sort of the removal of her, like, picking her his for her forearm, and he has to bend to, like, latch onto her forearm, mm. and she strokes his head. The look on her face, in this oh really mocking way, and it's like. Fucked up. It's it feels it feels mocking. Jess, is this how we I get you on the Sam that, Ruby like, train? Like, are you are you understanding? No, I like what thought we were that this was fine, but this <laughs> will not compel me farther than one scene where I was like, oh wow, kind of sexy, and then <laughs> yeah, I'm actually becoming anyway. less compelled now that you're going into insane detail on it. So now I'm like, okay, <laughs> damn it. Okay, okay. Um, something else from the out. scene that I wanted um, to note. It's uh, very silly, but there's a there's a spell on Buffy that is like the exact same but instead of burning the rest of the paper and just leaving the bit where you want to find the person unburned it's the other way around like it is the exact same setup yeah, which like makes map, more sense da 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 um but the place that the person say, is is what like, lights on fire yeah so this is the the spell that Ruby uses to to locate Dean mm. um which is nice I like whenever they give Ruby little witchcraft things to do like remembering who she was as a human that's fun yeah like and i just i um, like uh, ben edlin didn't write on buffy but he wrote on angel and i'm just like did he just think of that completely independently like or is that is that also something that has appeared in other things like i've not seen that exact kind of spell in anything else before so i wasn't sure yeah yeah either way i just think that that's a stupid way to use a map if you want (laughs) to it's not that specific yeah anyway it doesn't matter yeah um so we flash back 
um, to the warehouse, All American Meat Warehouse. Um, <laughs> I need to know what it says. I did not have notes for this scene because I just said got too emo to take notes um, for basically the rest of the episode. But <laughs> So basically I'm not going to talk about it too in depth because I do want to talk about yeah. that stuff and I don't know how much time we have. So basically this is the scene where we get like Alistair fighting with Dean about um how he he is shaped by his experiences in hell and he specifically says to dean i carved you into a new animal which is another hearts around it quote very good Mm. um and then you know dean's like but it's my turn to do the carving and then we go back out like to the sounds of of alistair screaming Mm. um we go back outside and um, just to the to the sort of the front room where lights are sparking, um, Overcast has a head, and he looks over um, and he sees Anna's there, and he says Anna. Mm, and um, I don't think we mentioned like earlier, but um, there is halo imagery throughout this whole episode, and it's so beautiful. Like really shout good. out to um, what's his name, the director. Mike like I don't know if that was Mike in the Roll. script or what, um, but yeah, it is. Yeah. It's like every time we see Cass and Anna and, and just like Uriel and Cass, there is all this like great use of light in the scene to like indicate this all this whole episode. like subtext. It's so great. This whole episode has really great use of like light and shadow. Yeah, there's shadow this really great Twitter thread that like goes really in depth to it. Maybe I'll link it in the show notes. I cannot remember the um, author, but um, yeah. yeah. You, just, you could just yeah, like specify every single it. time and it's so cool really pretty um so he anna's appearing and she is making a case here for stopping this torture thing he's like she's like well first of all how could this be what god wants Mm -hmm. of you um how could this be what he's asking of you do you really think this is righteous Mm. you know and Cass is all like who are we (laughs) to question the will of god you know right um, right it's just yeah they're saying all the and things and i do wonder they're saying a lot they're doing a lot here i thought that jess would be really into the scene i don't know how you feel about it um, um no i love this scene um it's pretty good it's like the the thing of like where do the orders come from if not for, like they're both right in a way too yeah. which is like what really kills me um yes because Cass is like, or Anna's like, God would never ask for this to happen. But Cass is like, well, but where would these orders come from if not from God? And Mm. it's like, they're both kind of working with incomplete information, obviously. Yes. But like, Mm. they are both right. And then um, when they're like, when Anna's like, what you're feeling now is called doubt. And it's like, Anna, he knows that. Like, he already knows that. Which is like, what really drives me nuts because it's it's like, uh-huh. Cass's whole deal in this season drives me crazy. <laughs> and and like, so you're in the middle of seeing him like oh, yeah. right, like their their stories are so similar, but also like very different too. Like they're both like kind of coming at it from different ways, but like Yeah. Um and the way that Cass is like confessed to Dean that like he feels doubt, but then like he's clearly not ready to fully renounce heaven. It's 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 more than just, like, the only thing that he's ever known. It's, like, 
his entire essence, his entire, mm. like, reason for being, like, for an angel, it's not like you grow up, you know, and you, like, come <sighs> of age and you have all this stuff happening to you. Like, angels were created for one mm, purpose. Yeah. Like, they yes, are yeah. purpose and they are duty. Mm. It, that's not, like, one yes. part of themselves, you know? So, like, yeah, it makes sense that yeah, Cass is not also... ready to, like, fully rebel completely to admit that he's doubting yeah. to people who who know like the weight of that mm. which is why i think like when he reacts so badly to anna saying this when she's like she's like trying to get him to like admit all of this stuff oh uh, yeah and, yeah like on top yeah. of it he's also like being like explicitly punished at this point so it's like not only is it the his yeah. back life but it is he, yeah really good he's being trained against and it. he also he later in the episode speculates that he's being punished further than they know. Like that yeah. they're all being punished. That his garrison is being punished because they're failing because they're losing this war. And um, then like the the last thing that I want to bring up with this oh, is please. like when Cass just like fully rejects her and is like, I am nothing like you. You fell. Which is like mm. I just love so much that like falling is the <sighs> It is, the, like, an yeah. unforgivable Cardinal act. Like, sin. an angel can never right. come back from that because you've, you've rejected the entire angelic, like, re, like, the entire, like, animus. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like you've turned your back on I everything do. that makes them what they are. Yeah. And the cast is like, get out. Like, I will not be around you anymore. <sighs> mm. Yeah, go. Because she's so, challenging I, I like him. That you like, bring you know, this up. it's a really hard yeah. conversation for him. Um, and throughout this yeah. episode, like, they they only kind of come to their conclusion at the end by revealing the information to each other, basically. Um, like you said, they have incomplete right. information from both sides, and it's only through, like, mm-hmm. these hard conversations they keep having that they realize what's Even going then, on. Even then, they don't... Yeah. I was going to say, like, Jess, what you were saying about, like, rejecting everything that they are supposed to be, later in the same episode, this is what I mean when I say, like, not a line is wasted, like we mm. were talking about earlier. Um, is is Cass, when he's confronting Uriel later on the episode, says, we ourselves are supposed to be the agents of fate. <sighs> like, that is, that is what they are. They are these forces that are supposed to enact what is destiny, what is true, what is supposed to be, and will always be, and has always been. Like, that is what they are. And to fall, to turn your back on that is, like, anathema. Like, they can't do that. Yeah. Um, So it's really good. And it's, like, it's also, like, so interesting in the context of the whole show that, like, Chuck is, like, pulling these strings and and telling this story. Yeah, And it's, like... I was going to say... What? Crazy. Well, yeah, because it's just, like... I was going to say, I'm so glad you brought it up. the, The kind of, you know like toy box i guess that he's got all these characters in and it's like these are just the these are you know these are the questions that humans have been like asking themselves like you know since the beginning of time and it's just like it shouldn't be this good like it's a fucking cw show about like two models who can act as we call them (laughs) the last episode that aired um and it's like it doesn't have to fuck this hard, but it does. Like, they they handle yeah. this all so well in this episode. It's incredible stuff. Um, one more thing I want to bring up about this conversation mm. is that Anna says 
stop him before you ruin the one real weapon you have. Speaking about Dean. Like the weapon. That to me is interesting. The weapon, really good. Michael Sword, hello. Yes, and we and don't find out about that wonder. for so long. Like that is a little yeah, right. So how much does she know? So when you were saying incomplete information, I'm wondering what angles, like mm. what is withheld from Anna, what is given to her, and what does she know? <laughs> so what have what is gained through illicit means? Because I do know that she is working behind the scenes. I just know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just think it's really cool. Like, there's a lot happening here, yeah. um, and it makes the show so much richer, um, which I really enjoy. And I think it really brings across that the the theme of this episode is the swaying between, like, the doubt in yourself and like your own insecurities, and um, what you have what has to get done, and what people need from you. Um, and I think that's true for Dean and for mm. Cass. And and um and like Anna is so secure in her knowledge, and Cass is still in this place of doubt. Um, like right. so, they just kind of bump then, heads like that. It's so great. Right, and you have that reflected by Sam and Dean. Like Sam's doing this thing that people have been telling him isn't yes. right, but he's getting it done. Um, whereas Dean is trying his best, but he has all this complicated shit going on. And he doesn't know what's right and what's wrong, and he doesn't think he can do it. Yeah, and neither does Sam. But anyway, um. So, oh my god, I have not sorry, even made that like really parallel into it. before, since, like between the four of them in this episode. That is so true. <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. Just so, Alistair, when we go back to the <laughs> when we go back to the torture scene, Alistair uh, has another of my favorite lines. Uh, he says, "You're just not getting deep enough." And then he says, "You lack the resources. Reality is just too concrete up here." I love this show. When it is good, it is so good. The implications, good. like, the fact that of you what can, that means, like, what Alistair did to Dean's, like, soul, basically. You can basically. warp physicality down yeah. there to make it worse. And that is really good. So scary. Um, you can warp reality in hell. I love it. Like, thank you for a little bit of scope. I'm having a ball in this bitch. <laughs> um... <laughs> Um, so, oh man, so Alistair is alluding basically to the fact that Dean is, uh, a little bit more of an important player than he realizes, or at least an important piece. Yeah. He's kind of, um, speaking, it's like he's speaking with all this kind of, uh, he has this knowledge, but he's not giving Dean any of like the info. He's just kind of like, no. you know, not the um, important stuff. Yeah. It was supposed to be John, him. you know, uh, but, you know, he didn't break that at all. Like, it's, yeah. It's like, what was supposed to be John? Dean gets mad and he pours salt into Alistair's mouth because oh, that's it's so what gross. You do when you want a demon like, to shut up. I'm so glad that they so got the torture foamy. nasty. It should be nasty. Like, yeah. the fact that, that it's like foaming and bubbling and shit, like it's burning, like it's an acidic response in the inside of him. <sighs> and then later he says, like, um, there's something cold in my throat. I think it's my throat, you know, because he's yeah. that guy. See, that's funny, but, but like, it's like there's it's such gross. an intense situation, but that's still so funny. Ugh. I love this episode yeah. so much. In between that, though, in between that, though, uh, we have just like a quick shot of Sam in the, in, in the Impala. Uh, just fucking, and this is where I wrote, Sam is tweaking. Uh, because he's like, <laughs> 
his pupils are tiny, like all the shit. Like he is just like he's high on his demon blood, yeah. and he is driving. He knows where to find his brother, and he got his supply. Um, and he's off. We we haven't really seen him this like confident as well. Um, in his demon powers, like oh yeah, even when he For has sure. like used his powers so far. Um, there's always the kind of like I don't know how I'm gonna go. Um, but he is so confident in this episode. He yeah, he knows what's happening. So this is the part where Alistair is like finally telling him that the first seal broke when uh, a righteous man picks up a blade in hell, you know, Mm. Um, and uh, Dean is like, you're lying and all this uh, shit. And that's when Alistair says like another line that has heart, (laughs) little heart doodled all around it in my (laughs) notebook. He says, Believe me, son, I wouldn't lie about this. It's kind of a religious sort of things with me with me. Um, and as he says this, he's looking over at some of the pipes over there in the corner. Yeah. Because um, Dean and, is facing uh, away notices, from him. Yeah. Yeah. He notices that something like that it is dripping, like one of the the uh, the the little the chalk like line in the sigil. Yeah. Yeah, the, it's it, it's dripping water on the chalk line and the sigil because one of the faucets aren't properly tightened. Mm. Um, and uh, Dean's rough. face. And here anyway, so is so he, yeah. Even when he says like you're lying, like you can tell he knows he's not lying. Like he he yes. already is like processing what that means, it, like straight away. Yeah. It's like ugh. yeah. So Dean is like. After a while, he's like, actually, no, I, I get it. I don't think that you're lying. Mm. But even if they win, you won't be here to see it and all that. And he's like, I'm going to kill you. And then he turns around. Alistair, while he was looking away, be having an emotionally compromised moment, mm-hmm. <laughs> Alistair's gotten loose because the devil's trap's broken. Um, and he literally socks him in the jaw. Um, and he goes down. Uh, Dean goes down. And then we... <laughs> have our little commercial break and then we come back yeah. <laughs> and uh um alistair's like choking dean out and he's lifting him up yeah by he fucks him up so neck. quickly yeah he's all blue up like bruised and bloody so we know that like there's been a beating happening here yeah and the whole time i was just thinking like cass isn't realizing right now that it's Dean screaming, or like, I think it all happens so quickly. Yeah, like it's just awkward. It, he just immediately yeah. like starts beating the shit out of him, and yeah, like choking. <laughs> yeah, and then um, Azra has has a. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, um. Uh, eventually, I guess Cass figures it out. Um. Yeah. At this point, Dean's eyelids are already fluttering. This man is not long for this world. Yeah, and then I think <laughs> yeah. Cass actually like picks up the blade that Dean was holding. Um, he it picks was like up. the the devil. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Ruby's knife. Ruby's um, knife. And Ruby's knife. Dean, yeah. Dean was like covering it in salt before. Um, while Alistair was talking. Um, I think so. He's dropped that in the struggle, and then yeah, Cass comes in and tries and stabs him with it. Alistair's like, "Yeah, you almost got me," but then he twists like. <laughs> mm. his hands i love this shot it. like his hand like he obviously has beautiful hands but it is so cool <laughs> i'm a sucker for the shot he does kind of the same motion he does kind of the same mo- he does the same motion a couple times this episode it was kind uh kind of nice to have that repeating motif mm. um 
Yeah, so he yeah, he, in the parking lot earlier and then later on when he's closing the 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 leaky faucet. Um I don't even know if you call it a faucet, just like the the turny thingy. Mm. The knob. He turns the knob. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so this is the part where Alistair slams Cass against the wall. And he he actually slams him against like a, a rusty nail. Literally, <laughs> it's the it's the literally like He's exact same like injury that kills Dean. And like the on my first rewatch uh, after like watching the end of the show, it's just like like we have seen Cass have mortal wo- wounds before, but like this is it, like this is it, it, it was lot, like basically guys. like when Dean stabbed him with the knife at the start. But besides that, it's like. Yeah. This is the first kind of mortal wound that we see Cass's, like, vessel have. I, I saw it and I was like, Ella's gonna hate this. Also, like, it just cracked me up how Alistair literally, like, hangs him up. Like, he's like, yeah. he's yeah. like you stay here. It's like a backpack. Like, <laughs> like, he's a fainting. He's like, this is where you'll go. Oh, like, he's a cat with, like, a so, collar and it's just, like, he's just hooked up there. Oh, it's pretty good. Love it. At this point, Alistair's like... I wish I knew how to kill you, but I will just send you back to heaven. Um, and then Sam p- shows up, and he is like starts like uh, uh, psychic power torturing Alistair. Mm. And at this point, I think it's really lovely. Like the actor does a great job. Lovely is not the word, but like he. Oh is yeah, he, re- it's he perfect. Looks like he, is he, he looks like he, you can. He looks like he's being like burned from the inside out. Like he is barely really getting good. words out. Um, Cass is just really looking good. on with like such a crazy face because he's just like Cass like cannot believe what he's seeing. He's like, <gasps> what? I love it so much too because like when Sam is like, no, Dean can't do it. He's one thousand percent right because the entire time that exactly. Dean is torturing Alistair, Sam Alistair is one thousand percent in control. He's like, well, yeah. Um, yeah. Alistair yeah, yeah. never sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, Dean. Sorry. Dean is hurting him, but like. That He's really is phasing him. It's not, like, getting him anywhere. Yeah. And then Sam busts in and is, like, can make all this happen. Like, he's, like, effective. Dean is mm. never effective. And Dan, yeah. Dean, and, oh, my God. Sam is, Alistair like, is, like, oh my shocked and in pain and, like, yeah, immediately starts, like. Yeah. It, like, yeah. it's working. Yeah. And Sam being, like, Dean can't he's handle like, this, yeah. but I can. And he did. Yeah. Fucking love yeah. that. I love when characters are, like, competent in a way that, like. They're just like stone cold, just like, yeah, I'm going to make this happen. The scene culminates in uh, Alistair saying like he is not, like the demons are not killing the angels because if <gasps> they knew how to kill angels, Gasp. they would not kill seven. They will kill thousands, you know. Mm. But Sam is like, Sam's like, oh, great, cool. And he's like, uh, and Alistair's like, what are you going to do? Just send me back to hell. Do it if you can, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, I can do more than that. And then he kills him, which is great. He's so cocky. Um, He's like, I'm stronger we... than that. Da, da, da. Like, love it. <laughs> but then, then, like, presumably in the commercial break that happens now, Sam unhooks Cass from the wall. <laughs> oh, I think Cass actually, like, gets really down by himself. Because I think when Alistair ah, is dying, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's actually like standing almost in between them, just kind of looking back and forth, like with such a dazed look. Would love to see You're Cass, like, me? would love to see Sam go like, Hoop, and like lift Cass down and like set him up. Uh, You're telling me that he wasn't hooked like a backpack up there? That sucks. Yeah. Um, so, um... I'm laughing, so but, like, the, the imagery of, like, Dean up on that hook is actually so fucked. So, like, I kept thinking about that when, we, when I was watching Be it. strong. 
You wouldn't have these problems if you hadn't seen that episode. Well. (laughs) (laughs) This could be funny to you as well. (laughs) Sometimes canon is real and can hurt me, so... I'm sorry. <laughs> no! That's the saddest thing a Supernatural fan can say. <laughs> um, can I tell you guys something? I did see all those episodes and it, it was funny to me. So there you go. Um, That's how we know I'm a stronger Dean the girl. True the true Dean girl. You're just a stronger yeah. Dean girl. You're just deeper in those trenches. <laughs> we head to the hospital uh, where Dean is like he's got a breathing tube and an IV drip he's fucked really up. fucked up yeah and Sam um, looks so worried uh, yeah Sam's really worried but he's also really angry mm. so when Cass pitches up he basically uh, he what is the expression um, gives him a ton of shit whatever um, tongue lashing I, sure tongue lashing works uh, <laughs> Ooh, something I'm sexy. thinking of but um <laughs> I can't, okay, I'm editing this out because I don't want to sound like a Sassdale supporter. No, um, the Sassdales, like, they need all they can get. This is a great moment. We need to support the Sassdales because they have hard lives. <laughs> I don't care. I'm so wrong. Um, anyway, it it's, it's uh, he he basically, like, he... He ruins his whole life right there. He um, is like, okay, so that whole thing was pointless. Alistair wasn't doing it. None of the demons were doing it. Mm. This was something else. And you made my brother go through all that for nothing. Mm. Figure your shit out. And uh, Kaz is like, oh. Uh, He's so shocked. He's like, I, 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 you know, I, I do that myself. Like, it should have worked. Like, he, he's really frazzled like he's never had like a mistake like this before i don't think you know like um and then also something that sam says well sorry no i just like love how Cass cannot believe this like yeah like it's not just like he won't believe it he's just like this can't have happened like yeah oh we've not seen that from him yet like he's he's seriously like confused and dazed and yeah um uh, something that sam says is that he's like heal him and he's like i can't like what's that about this is something i wanted to know why that was like i know it's like just the law but like i that that's the only thing i have like notes on in this episode but it's only in retrospect that it doesn't really make any sense i guess not really i disagree i think it does make sense well like have have, have angels healed anybody yet Yes. Yeah. Who? Well, they, he put Dean back Dean. together. No, I, I know that, but, I, like, we haven't seen him, like, lay hands and heal someone before, right? I will have to think about it, but, like, it, it follows logically. Um, so I think it's a little bit of a stretch to say, like, there has to be a reason. But I do think it's interesting it. that, like, like, potentially that means that an angel he- healing somebody is, like, Something they can do, but not something they feel compelled to do. So, like, mm. like Cass is choosing to heal the people that he chooses to heal. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I so, guess that's, like, a way to kind of make it make sense is that, like, it's not the usual thing for an angel to heal a human. So, like, right. he's like, I, Especially I if, like, angels are yeah. warriors of God. Like, yeah, they are right. weapons. A yeah. gun's yeah, job is thinking, not to heal. Exactly. A hammer's job is not to heal somebody yeah but like we've talked about before they are still beings of creation and like that gives them that ability they can create a fixed body um which he has already obviously like he said demonstrated by bringing like dean back to life in his real body 
Um, so yeah, it's it's that okay. That that fixes it. No, okay. Sorry for complaining, Ben. The thing I was thinking was like it wasn't a sanctioned thing. He can't. He doesn't want to go ahead and disobey by like going off on his own. Yeah, like 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 you said, maybe it's just like not the organizational policy to ever heal them. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that adds up to me. Um, so now we find uh, Uriel and Cass in a, in a snowy park um, outside. Snowy parks, um, snowy benches, so important to a, mm, to a Badland episode, to Cass development. Mm, if you see really special. a bench in a snowy park, you know whatever is coming is about you to know some shit about Especially as well because the, <laughs> the snow is completely covering this scene, right? Like it is the whole ground is covered and it is so bright. It's pretty much a lot there, of the rest yeah. of the episode has been quite dark. You know, we've been in the kind of dingy mm, yeah. torture room. Um but this episode is like this scene, sorry, is completely blown out and white. And it is like it's it's just like reminding you like of the angel's power almost. Like you know, the light throughout the episode has been used to be like, this is their halo, that's an angel. And this one's just like, the whole scene is lit. Like, this is about mm. angels. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty good. I I really do like the, the look of this episode. I think it really holds up. Um, it's really strong. Yeah, and I wonder uh, really if that's because, well. like, uh, like, Ben Edlin does directing as well. So I imagine that in the script, a lot of this is just like, actually laid out which is not always the case um, well but okay. actually um, if i may put on my ben edlin understander and knower hat mm-hmm. um he is I not a director this at this point he's no only he's a directed other things like he's directed other I things i can't believe that you would come here and you would correct me while i am being I, I, a he, he direct- <laughs> and you would come in here and you would and you would disagree with me i'm just saying <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he, he directed episodes of Angel. Just that, um, I remember I think, that, like, yeah, um, directing on the head, uh, uh, directing the man who would be king was a big deal. It was the first one that he had written and directed. But let's keep moving. Next up, we are in this bench, uh, in this bench, in this park, on this bench. Uh, Uriel's there, and he is hamming it up. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like lie, bitch, lie. He like so... he, he's so funny. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so he's like, our superiors, you know, he does this heavy sigh. I can't believe this. You know, they they want us to stop hunting the demon responsible for the death of, of the deaths of our brothers and mm. sisters. Um, and Cass, like innocent little angel, <laughs> little idiot. Mm. He goes, um, the murders maybe aren't demonic. Like, um. Yeah, he says, like, you know, maybe the garrison is being punished. Exactly. Yeah, this is what we I brought up earlier. Is like, he's like, Uriel asks him, like, what could it be if it's not the demons? Uh, and he says, well, it could be the will of heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be that we're being punished as a garrison because we are doing it wrong. Mm. And maybe it's not our father giving the orders anymore. How would we know? You know, like, that kind of idea surfaces. And Uriel's like... I'm not going to wait to die. And he vanishes. He says he won't wait to be gutted. And really good. Like, he's sincere when Sorry, he says that. <laughs> um, and this is, like, another point where I just, like, love how lost Cass is in this. Because it's, like, I just, like, love how Cass, like, can't... He's He's so lost in all of this. And it makes sense because, like, the only angels who have thought for themselves are Lucifer and Anna. 
and they're both mm-hmm. fallen. And we've seen, and fall. I have talked about this multiple times now, but like that is the worst thing that an angel can do. And so like, mm-hmm. obviously like he doesn't come to the obvi- the clear conclusion that we can see, which is that like Uriel is like being so fucking weird right now. But like mm-hmm. the, the trust really? between the angels is is absolute, you know? Yeah, because yeah, he's coming to Uriel. Yeah, he's coming to Uriel in that moment as, like, an ally being, like, what is happening? Like, I, you know, I need someone who's, like, on the same page as me. And he doesn't realize yet that mm-hmm. Uriel is not on the same page as him. Right. Because why and they have he? so much history. Yeah. And he's, like, we are brothers. You know, like, he talks about this later. But, like, they have a lot of history. They've been in the same garrison for ages. They've been working together for ages. So, like... What else is he supposed to think? How can you not trust someone mm. who's been your like companion and your comrade for so long? Mm. It's a it's a real loss, is all I'm saying. It's and they've been they've been united in their cause so like this season as well. Like you know, even when they've been obviously in yeah. disagreement, it's still been they are on the same team. So yeah, right. So we have Cass goes and finds another angel. He goes and finds Anna. Oh, this and scene is so beautiful. I just, I, we can't night. talk about every single line, but like, oh, maybe you can just like cut this scene dialogue and put the whole scene in here because it's so good. <laughs> that might be like the only way to talk about it. Like, I, seriously, because it's like, you what know what? The fuck? Sure, put it in here. Um, I'll abridge it and I'll. It goes in here. Um, Anna, please. Decided to kill me after all? I'm alone. What do you want from me, Castiel? I'm considering disobedience. Good. No, it isn't. For the first time, I feel... It gets worse. Choosing your own course of action is confusing. Terrifying. That's right. You're too good for my help. I'm just trash. A walking blasphemy. Anna. I don't know what to do. Please tell me what to do. Like the old days? No. I'm sorry. It's time to think for yourself. How do you guys feel about this? Um, crazy. What is your um? My notes are just, like, (laughs) capitals of me typing what they were saying. Um, like, for the first time I I feel it gets worse... Um, please tell me what to do like the old days it's time to think for yourself um the fucking like just ah really great stuff here really great stuff can I (laughs) I like to take notes because I was like I just need to watch this scene but like the things that I did write down is like I'm considering disobedience Anna says good Cass says no it isn't it's not like (sighs) Yeah, like, again, it's exactly what you were saying earlier about, like, this is the worst thing that he could do, or it feels like the worst thing that he could do, and he's thinking, holy shit, do I have other options left? Like, is this the right thing to do? I'll never get over and it. 
I his worldview like, is just right shook, and like he's literally reaching out to somebody who like he's basically thought of as like an abomination at this point, and and right. and everything in his life right. has confirmed that. Um, and like it's she, she, like we said earlier, she is so obviously anti heaven, but like mm-hmm. she is so on board with him questioning. Um, but then as there's this right. moment she where um, she reaches out to him, I guess, and he like flinches away. Is that what happens? Oh, this is earlier. Um, he like That's doesn't earlier, want her yeah. touching him because she also touches his hand at the in the in their earlier mm. scene together, and mm. that's what makes him yeah. be like, get out, like, get, get out, out of here, here, like you're a fallen, which I think is We're like very same. interesting, like his yeah. relationship to physicality and like physical touch, and like I think this is also partially like a bit of that um, love triangle that they're maybe trying to set up between right. Casty and, and Anna. Right. Um, see, I, but, I, like, I didn't I do really say it like that. that, but I know what you mean. Yeah, I I think I always classify it as kind of like you said, like he him being well not being weird but having a unique experience with touch um Mm. and that like that becomes a thing throughout the show like you know hugging is like a thing and like you know Mm. laying hands on people like there's so many you know things to do with him that we will talk about um in the years to come but yeah um that he's so he's even though he's reaching out to her he's still so disgusted at like the thought of it almost like he he's like there despite himself um he's right so and like that's also definitely like something not that angels don't do because they don't have corporeal forms yeah um yeah so like the concept I, of touch is like yeah. purely human and anna has been human um and is oh, trying to like convey that. something to him that way but like he doesn't want to fall he doesn't want to be human like obviously he would reject this i think it's yeah. also fun that anna is like hurt by his earlier rejection like i forget i didn't write down the line exactly but like she w- she was I like can, you think yeah, that i'm fucking disgusting dick mm. dickhead yeah. <laughs> basically yeah she's like oh i, I and, you know um, i'm like i'm good enough to like fucking ask about doubt but like i'm not good enough to like comfort you like yeah. Right. Or I'm not good enough to trust, you know? Well, it's like, you um, don't see me, like, not human, because they're not human, but, like, you don't see me as an equal, you know? Like, you see me as, like, something disgusting to you. Yeah. Yeah. Something abominable. And it's it's really good. It's a it's a really good scene. And it's so full, right? Um, when Cass says, like, please tell me what to do, he's... <sighs> he. This is a last-ditch effort. Yeah. He doesn't want di- to he's going to disobey heaven already how can he <laughs> how can he go ahead without any orders i like can't even think this about just this it's like so much <laughs> like this episode um, is about cast like it's it's sure dean and sam are doing stuff but they they really were like this that's is exactly yeah. an important character and this is a journey we are setting up that he is going on yeah and like, the whole thing um, of okay. just like this so, is the origin like right now like regardless of what we find out later uh with Naomi and everything but like mm-hmm. this right here is is where we're getting the idea that Cass is like making his yeah. own choices and he is he is <laughs> god yeah. he's like the agent of his own life which is like something that angels aren't and then as we find yeah. out later it's something yeah. that dean and sam are not either 
and yeah, it's like and, it and all it's comes here, and it all begins with Anna, which is like, oh my god! It's like the crack, the crack in his in um in his chassis, the crack in oh, his chassis. Like, you know what every other cast did was they did what they were told basically, like. <sighs> God, the, the circumstances that align for like this to happen um are so specific and obviously it's a show it's written but like it is it's so good like well and it's like as my best friend van edlin said like there's a crack in cast and it's the crack through which amazing things come and it's just like oh yeah he just understands him so much this is why we like had to make a podcast about him <laughs> <laughs> it's really really great to have this episode written so well and to be so focused on Cass I was so excited to do this because I was like finally we're not just going to be talking about Cass as through the lens of Dean or through the yeah. lens of like yeah fucking whatever's going on that week I, I we can talk about him and it's yeah this is why we're here <laughs> I think me. as well like I like I'm so worried that there is like really important shit that we are like glossing over but there is just so much going on here that like I don't think there's you know I don't think any like one I think we're covering the important bits which is like Cass's whole deal in this episode and like yeah. I also <laughs> just want to say this scene is so gorgeous like the mm, lighting is amazing stunning. There's the shot it of really... Cass where he's, like, looking down and his eyes are shadowed. Oh. And it's just, like, catching on the planes of his face. And it's just, like, there's something so special about early supernatural cinematography where it's just, like, yeah. that's an amazing exactly. shot. Like, it's just so good. Exactly. There's also the, like, the, the opening shot of the scene where, like, it's shot from below, which is, like, an angle we haven't seen of Cass before, um, you know, and that usually indicates, like, power. And it's, like, it's shot from below and his halo is, like, a perfect kind of halo from the oh, light. Oh, yeah. Really famous shot. Really good. Um, so beautiful. I also wanted to bring up when you, like, when you mentioned, like, the, the scene is so beautiful where he's talking to Anna. Like, it actually reminds me of a real lot about of this one painting called, I think, Christ in Gethsemane. Um, but, like, the the... It's startlingly similar. I have a post somewhere. I'll throw it up. Yeah, do. But um, just like the colors and all that. It, it's probably by accident, but it just really good. Okay, me. art degree. Um, come on. Go on. Come on, art I degree. Found, come on. <laughs> um, wouldn't it be funny if I got the title wrong? It would be so funny. Um, no one will know. Anyway. Literally no so, one will um, know. I also you have a so favorite right. fan art that like it isn't of this scene, but it... it reminds me of this scene that i'm gonna send to you to uh put in the show please. notes as well mm-hmm. please i'm very excited um i also want to put your your post about like without you i'm surely the last of my kind stop <laughs> um, i like did i did so myself damage making that it like fucked me up <laughs> it, really it like good. ruined you me watching this episode <laughs> recommended reading everybody um, stream so- lucy dacus her entire discography but also stream um dream state <laughs> Dream oh my god, we really have to good. keep going. We cannot Even get on. We cannot get on the tangent god, of sorry. things that Lucy Dacus fuck about this that, that aren't make in us the episode think. specifically because it's <laughs> <laughs> too much to go. This so is too much what? to go. Well, in that scene, it's biosymmetry, uh, but one of the this it's or it's not biosymmetry. It's by like a water fountain, and the water fountain has like one of those um, like the 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 pipes on the side have one of those knobs that looks pretty much exactly like the one inside 
the torture chamber. And Cass looks at it and he sees it dripping. And he's like, huh. And then he heads back over um, and he goes and examines the devil's trap and he shuts off the dripping faucet um, with that twisting hand motion. I love, I love like you pointed out earlier, like he does use his like telekinetic powers a few times this episode and that is not something that they always utilize. But I just love that Ben Edlund was like, oh, he can move things with his mind. He's doing that at every moment. He's going to be doing that. It looks dope, and my man likes to show off a little bit. Let him flex. Yeah, um, he's an angel. He is magical. Like, show us the magic. Power, power. Um, so while he's examining this devil's trap and the gap in it and seeing what, what went wrong here, he Uriel walks in, and um, this is when Cass is confronting him. Yeah. And he's he's like... I think he already knows in his heart, but he's he's waiting to to hear Uriel slip it up, yeah. or somehow explain himself. I I think but like almost Uriel as well, like coming into the scene, knows that Cass knows. Like he he's ready to exactly. have that conversation, like the convincing conversation that I think Uriel's been kind of trying to set up by all this faux yeah. worry and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and so the whole thing comes to a head when. Um, Cass is like we've been through a lot together uh, for how long and um, you owe me the respect of telling me the truth and Uriel's like you know the truth Um, the only thing that can kill an angel is another angel and then we get the drop of the angel blade yeah from his wrist this is the first time we see an angel blade on screen as well like oh really good it's really so good. cool. Um, it's so cool. Like, just, they never explain, like, the physics of Angel Blades. And, like, um, you know, I just love when Fix, like, are trying to explain how, maybe how they <laughs> occur. And, like, it's just, it, it's so funny that in, like, 15 years they never explained. Well, you know, 12 years they never explained. But, um, yeah, just, it's just there. Don't worry about it. Like, it's part of them. Yeah. <laughs> they have other shit going on. Don't worry about it. Um, so... This is now, like, the culmination of this whole episode is Cass is finding out about another angel who has thought for himself. And he made a choice that Cass does not agree with, he can't agree with. Um, yeah. And uh, and yet Cass is also considering disobedience. So in this scene, I don't want to go through it line by line, but um, there are, like, Yuri explains, like, things went wrong and Alistair should never have been taken alive. And um, he was hoping later on that that Alistair would just kill Dean and uh, they could keep thinking that the demons were killing, were killing uh, the angels. Mm. But, um, and, and that Cass and everyone would, would blame it on, on the demons. And uh, he, and, and Cass is like, the murders, he, he, we would blame the murders on these demons. Mm. And he's like, Uriel specifically says, it's not murders, it's conversion. And, oh boy. Mm. And uh, it, 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 it turns out that, like, he, he says, like, Kaz like, you've been killing our brothers and sisters. And he's like, I haven't been killing them indiscriminately. I only kill the ones who say no. Mm. Um, which means that people have already been abandoning the garrison. There are turncoats in his ranks. 
And Cass's whole world is falling apart around yeah. him right now. Um, and uh, Cass is making an argument for, like, we still have to follow the will of God. Like, we still have to be loyal to our father. And Uriel's bitterness comes out about humanity. He's like, but we don't. He's not our father anymore. He he wasn't as soon as he made humans because they're his favorite. And you can see he has this disdain for humanity. Like, he thinks they're uh, Yeah, Robert Wisdom does such a good job at just, like, conveying, yeah. like... He really... Like, we've talked about it before. Like, he's just so grossed out and hateful towards humans. Like, and and then he brings up Lucifer. Like, our he's like our brother, you remember. Like, our it's... Brother. It's just a lot. Emmy for Robert Wisdom for his performance as Uriel. <laughs> he doesn't miss. Every line is so cutting and spot on. Um, there's, it's I don't know like the name exactly of all these things, but it's like when humans become like nihilists. You know, there's like different uh, outcomes that can kind of happen. Um, and like Cass eventually reaches the same point that Uriel is at. That that he, you yeah. know. He doesn't trust God. This is the thing you know, that breaks my all his heart. Faith, all that kind of yeah. thing, right? And Uriel... Uriel's literally right. Yeah, he, he goes the way of, like, Lucifer and goes, okay, so fuck you, burn it all down, nothing means anything. And then Cass is like, you know, we have to create our own meaning. Um, exactly. Which yeah. is just, like, it's makes me... Like crazy really special stuff. Yeah, <laughs> that is like that is um, one of my favorite like things that like for especially fantasy media to explore because it's like you can really delve into yeah. like the implications of everything in a way that like you can't really in your human like in a human life you know you can only kind of know so much and it's fun to imagine yeah. situations where like no no you know God and you know he doesn't care or you know you don't know God and you have faith like there's you know all these kind of things. Um, yeah, it's just so good. Sorry, I'm just like, it's really deal. special. They start fighting physically mm-hmm. um, because Uriel's thinking Cass is going to join him, and Cass is like, uh... <laughs> Ooh, Uriel says, all you have to do is be unafraid, which the use of be unafraid, yes. be not afraid, or anything, really good <laughs> if you're writing angels, really lovely. And then Cass is like, well, I'm not um, for the first time in a long time. And um, he attacks Uriel. <laughs> Does um, Cass throw um, an angel blade? I feel like he doesn't. He doesn't. Does he just slams him into Uriel a wall. through a wall. And as Uriel stands Hot up, bitch. he throws in the bricks from the wall aside. And you can tell that they're clearly styrofoam bricks. And I just... <laughs> I wasn't paying attention to that. Kissies. Each and every styrofoam brick. I like (laughs) genuinely love it so much. I was like, (laughs) I was just like, I just like love that. You're like movie magic. I can't remember like if we were all talking about it separately, but like um, Misha like cannot really throw a punch. So um, this scene is (laughs) silly, but then also like the, you imagine a situation where you are overpowered, like 
you know, he doesn't have to kind of look like it's a good punch. I'm sure it just like feels like a good punch at least. So you can kind of just headcanon that away as, oh, of course he doesn't know how to fight. Cause like, why would he know how to fight in a human body? I like explain it to myself. It's just like, well, he's super strong and he's never fought in a physical body before, but right. That's below what I'm saying that, to I myself know that as well. It's just bad. Like he's just not yeah. very good at throwing <laughs> a TV punch. <laughs> Poor thing. They should just have spent a little bit more time with him. He could have done it, I believe. Do you know that they shoot these episodes in eight days? Yeah. Did you know that? Wait, did he? What? Every episode of Supernatural was shot in eight days. Yeah. Okay, well, now I want to die. That's Isn't that terrible. insane? Learned that okay, from my well, friend then, the car guy. <laughs> what's up, car guy? You're the best. Um, I just want to say, in that case, it's amazing. Every episode just got so much better. That's to the me. thing. I think that's like any time. Like we obviously like love the show, you know, quote unquote, as we've joked about, um, love the show. But like any time an episode is actually like pretty good the whole time is just like mm. a feat of effort. Like the amount of stuff that has to go on behind the scenes for us to like not rip it apart, like. Is, and that's why, like, these good writers and good director combo episodes are just, like... Really good. The people at the helm um, know what they're doing. And it's great. Really true. Yeah. It really uh, sets the episode on a course as fantastic. Um, so, uh, Uriel overpowers Cass, and he... Cass is like, it doesn't matter what you do, you cannot win. I still serve God. And then Uriel says another of my Oh my God, this whole bit. He says, he says, you haven't even met the man. Uh, Which (laughs) is really good. Ben Edlin, please let me buy you a coffee. Please, please. Oh my God, please. When Ben is Um, on our podcast and we just like, what we should do is just make a commentary track of on the head of a pin and, but we don't talk. We just like let him talk. Or like, um, like, we just like write down a list of all the like great lines that he's ever written, which is like most of his lines in most (laughs) of his episodes, and just go, "This bit. What did you mean by this? Did you mean this? We all think you meant this, and then just like keep going for like five hours. We actually just like like, read them back to him, and then we just wait and (laughs) see what he says. He'll be like, I don't remember that. I wrote that at like two a.m. on like a Thursday night when we were like supposed to be done. I don't even. He's wow, like, I wrote Thursday, this eight huh? years ago, so... <laughs> Genuinely. It'll be over eight years. It's like... Eight. It'll be over... <laughs> 13 years ago or whatever. Anyway. Like, it's, it's so um, far. Is that for real? Right? Do you do It's the less than 10. Thing? No, it's not. Because 10 years ago would have been... Oh my God, 10 years ago would have been Dude, 2013. 2012. Well, yeah. Fuck my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hello, can you believe the shit? Um... <laughs> Are you for real right now? Wait, yeah. So, like, the um, next thing he says as well, like, sorry, this whole exchange again. Really good, I don't want really you to good. It, but just, while yeah. he's beating up on him. Yeah, please, please tell me what he says while he's beating the shit out of Cass. He says, he says, you haven't even met the man. There is no really will, good. no wrath, no God. And Anna stabs him. And she says, maybe not. But there is still me. And she <laughs> kills him. And it I have goosebumps. He's so dead. Oh. Oh, he drops to the ground. You know, um, Anna comes and stands behind Katz. She's taller than him. He's still, like, on his knees. And, like, the light shines out of Uriel. Just like me, for real. There's just such an awesome shot where both of them are just blown back by, like, the power of him dying. 
And like, it's just like, it doesn't get better than this television. Am I right? It's like, so really <laughs> true. It's so good. Um, In eight days too. Can you believe that shit? Um, so yeah. And we see his wings again. Uh, like we saw the wings of someone that he killed uh, at the very start of this episode. Julie kills um, that line delivery as well. Angel. Like, it's She's like, so it's all so good. I love also that it's not about for Anna. It's not about whether or not God is there. It's about the fact that they're there. Yes, yeah. and they have to do the right thing. Anna doesn't give a shit. Like Anna's like, this is so far removed from what's going on right now, yeah. and we don't have any way to contact this far off figure if he does exist, whether he's giving us our orders or not. We have to do the right thing. Um, I fully believe that the shit that she tells uh, Cass earlier about, like, you think he'd ask this of you, the father that you love or all that. Like, yeah. I fully believe she just says that because she knows it will get through to him. She's um, so confident in her belief and her self-worth and her, like, right. um, her decision to fall and, like, the... Yeah. Like I said, like, she got Not- to the same point as Uriel and went the other way and said, okay, well, I'm a Right. I'm still a person. I can still live a human life. I can still basically have joy. Like, I don't have to just give up. Um, and, like, so it's just, like, so yeah. perfect that, like, you know, she helps Cass get on that course. And she also, like, in this moment stops something that is, like, the opposite. It, like, he was spouting the opposite kind of uh, beliefs. Anna, just... Anna is so special. Can we, like, she is so special. Um, so it's just... <laughs> Where's her show? We don't have a lot of time to talk about it, but it's also really the great. implications that, like, um, you know, we've, we've touched on it briefly that maybe, like, Anna was supposed to have maybe more of Cass's role and it kind of got shifted towards Cass as the season went on um, because, mm-hmm. like, of the yeah. fan, like, favorability. Um, so it is, you can see, Love like, that. she's guiding him on this path instead of maybe, like, her journey just being the single story. Um, so like it, it's richer for it, I think. Um, but it is like interesting. Yeah. That that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'd love to get, uh, do some Anna research. I think we should do that. Sometime. We need to find maybe, some Anna. Maybe her last episode. Tumblr. Anna scholars. If you were like a, an yeah. Anna stan, if you have read the like Anna think piece. If fix, you're a scholar. Like, please reach out please. to us. We all really love Anna, but I, yeah, I definitely only kind of have like a, what this show has yeah, told me. Yeah, I have a, a passing understanding of it. Yeah. So, the final scene of this episode, really fun. Um, Dean's all fucked up in the hospital. By really fun, do you mean absolutely devastating? Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> because I just, my notes are just, I want to die. One, um, one, one like moment before yeah. we get to the hospital oh, did scene. I, miss something? I just want to point out this is one of my favorite cast looks as he's got like a little cut on the bridge of his nose. Yes! And uh, <sighs> there's like just a perfect. And I just want to give a gold medal to the makeup artists of Supernatural. Makeup team? Because um, they crushed it. That is. It's such a good look. You know how to put blood on a on a face. Mm. In the in the makeup team in Supernatural, they have you do a test where you have to draw blood strategically on the faces of people, and if you do it good, you're on there. By and season they four, they good. are experts. They are like, how experts, is the really best? Like, how do we best display a certain type of uh, nose? Like I don't yeah. know, little meow meowness. <laughs> Of like when when a man has blood on his face. Well, and it's just like Cass has such a great nose. 
they were so yeah, right to really like good. draw draw attention I'm to it very because happy it's like that you said that. one of the great angles of supernatural is the angle of Castiel's <laughs> nose and and how it relates to the angles under his eyes that's like you know like oh, um those really perfect good. ratio Gorgeous. kind of like <laughs> exactly. graphics that you put over an image yeah so like over his face a perfect ratio is like eye bags eye line nose <laughs> extremely <laughs> yeah. pleasing angles mm-hmm mm-hmm Great point. Great. So, of course, like, that could be said of so many scenes in this episode, but, like, yes, a special mention yeah. to that shot and, For like, that when he has blood. And he has, like, there tr- it's there's blood trickling down from his temple across his cheek. Really good. He looks nice. Crazy. Um, So he is headed to – he goes to the hospital to go talk to Dean. And he he's, like, checking in. He's, like, you okay? And Dean's, like, well, if, first of all, fuck off. No thanks to you. He asked Dean if he's okay. Like, like – <laughs> he's kind he's a nice guy um so one of my favorite things in this exchange like again really good um Cass immediately says you need to be more careful and then Dean goes you need to learn how to manage a damn devil's trap and I was like they're gonna be friends I love like, it like I love this shit the chemistry is like, through the yeah. roof they fling shit at each other, and the really other one just like stuff. grabs it and is like, "Yeah, like it's." Can I say he's like? Fuck I know you. Dean is like trying. He's like supposed to be all beat up and like fucked up in this scene or whatever. He's doing an even stupider voice, stupider voice than he normally is doing. And he's like, crying. Yeah, and he has snot in his nose. He's crying. I don't care. I'm tired oh of the guy sounding like a fucking idiot all the time. <laughs> He just got choked, dude. He's recovering his vocal cords. That's not my problem. (laughs) At least we have like a bit of like diverse voices. Hashtag diversity. Um, Oh my god! I hope you get cancelled for that. Hashtag cancel Ella. (laughs) Obviously, it's a joke. Like we are the whitest people ever. Like the (laughs) it's the joke. Can I just say, mm-hmm. like, God forbid, D- like Dean does anything. Like, oh my God. Yeah, literally, like, God literally. forbid Dean does anything again. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that he sounded okay in this episode, in this scene, making me feel like a freak for like sympathizing with somebody. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it here. Um, so <laughs> he just okay. so wait, I need to. It's <laughs> distracting. No, he's upset. Uh, I okay. We can have different opinions. It's so fine. funny. I'm you just guys, saying, like, he's strong, doing his strong. already pretty silly, like, lower, post-hell low voice. And then he's got, he's he's made the actorly choice to go even lower than normal in this scene. And it's it just, just I was like, oh, my God. What would you have lower. liked him to be like? I like, he, imaginary situation where you fix I want him to talk in a normal voice. I want him to talk in a normal voice. I want him to use his regular register to speak. I don't think, I think it's too much to ask. I think he's just supposed to sound rough. So what if we, like, Guys, pitch can this we all not, up? Would can you, can I fix hold it? hands and not fight for me? Like, please. Can we? Uh, <laughs> Mommy and Daddy are fighting. And Ilsa's stuck in the middle. <laughs> Mommy and Daddy are fighting. Please don't fight. Uh, please don't fight. We all love each other. Um, but, yeah, I think the idea is just that he's supposed to sound, like, raspy, not, like, necessarily lo- lower, but... Mm. Yeah. yeah, voices do be goofy on Supernatural sometimes. Um, I personally didn't notice. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't notice because I'm just like, too busy, like, 
he's dealing Enjoying with the, the fact show. as yeah, like he's dealing with the fact that I'm he sorry. has just found out that like no, it's just so funny because like I think we already talked about like how much does he have to yeah. go through for you to like um feel sympathy. <laughs> Like, well, like, here's like the thing. Like, at the beginning of the episode, when he's like, I'm just fucking tired of this, like, I'm on his side totally. And then, right. like, I think it's just like, I, I get distracted by things like yeah. this, where it's just like, why, why do you sound like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Texting Jensen Ackles and telling him, like, what the fuck is your deal, dude? Um, anyway, no, that he'd need ages to tell me. Cassiel explains, like, hey, Uriel's dead and. Dean, who's still thinking demons are killing angels, um, asks if it like the demons got him, and then Cass says it wasn't the demons; uh, it was disobedience, which I really like. Like he just moved away from like, oh, it wasn't me, and no, 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 it was just disobedience killed him. Um, and mm. then Dean checks in, and he's like, "Was it true that I broke the first seal?" And Cass tells him yes, uh, and he tells him that. It is, um, it, it's, it's fate, not blame that falls on him. Um, because he's the person who has to stop it. Cause he's the person who begun it, who, who, who has begun it. Uh, it's fate, not it. blame. Like really good, really good, really good. And, um, then trying to be normal. He, Dean starts, Dean starts like questioning him. He goes, what is this? What does this all mean? Like what? And then he sees Cass looking uncomfortable, which I really like. He's like, "Hey, don't go disappearing on me." What does it mean? Which I really like. Yeah. I like that Dean is like he gets to know the faces of the Cass pulls before he's like, "I'm out." They're so because close already. Like they, they so like you said, they times. just he can read his facial expressions. Like it, it, Cass has done this so many times at this point. Just like. He's like, gotta go. I have mm. to do it. <laughs> it sucks for me. Um, and uh, Cass admits, or he he tells him he doesn't know what's going on. Um, he just knows that, like, all of this is up to Dean. Dean has to end this. Um, and Dean is like, had the worst week of his week, you know, like, um, <laughs> you know. He, he says, like, I can't he, do it. I, I'm, I'm not strong enough. Yeah. He specifically says, like, it's, this is really good. He says, find someone. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Posts that I have made a a million times. I've just posted, well, I guess I'm not the man either of our dads wanted me to be. Yeah. I've just all caps. I've posted that a million times just on my side. Just for fun. Um, Because I can't stop thinking about it. Really good. Really good. Really good stuff. It's beautiful. It's like, he's trying to joke in that moment almost. Like, you know, he's, that's his, like, sense of humor like he it's like not turned off in that moment kind of like that's how he thinks about the world in like irony and stuff so uh, oh wow this is so just well like written oh <laughs> um, i just think it's really good like he's like find someone else it's not me specifically is what he says i really like that he says it's not me because to to me that speaks of like he doesn't want the blame of the first seal being on him and he doesn't want the the weights of the the fate of the world being on him. Yeah, so I, I, did, I, I, yeah, it's responsibility the and, and like it's the it's yeah. the f- kind of fear seed that like Alistair plants in his kind of reverse torture that is happening in that earlier scene, um, of you know he is basically he's broken and he is in the same after hell and it's just like that is like like I said earlier like people who have 
had that kind of experience, like that is not that like hell, like, but like had a really um, bad like thing happen to them or that they've done. Like the, the kind of idea that you can never be fixed. You can never be whole again. Like you can never like be yourself again. Like that's the place like where Dean is at. And it's like, so fucked. Cause it's not true. Like it's, it's, it's it's the fallacy of like, you know, your, your worst thoughts kind of just like, you know, just compounding. Like it's not the reality. Yeah. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think that's a really good point. Um, yeah, and then I think we made it through the episode. Dean's crying, by the way. He is crying. He is this is like I some heavy sobbing. Dean crying. Are you we, we talked about um, when he was telling Sam about uh, Hell, he does a lot of crying, but he's like kind of in speak. Not prettily. as prettily as he cries when he's telling, Dean, when he's telling Sam about yeah. Hell, though. Yeah, Which is what you wanted. I think I, I just listened to it. I think Jesse requested him to not look as pretty. Um, which we all <laughs> like said was it's it's quite hard. <laughs> um, and then in this, he Cass also like repeats to Dean, um, "You have to stop it," which is what he's saying to him uh, in the episode when they go back to uh, the seventies. Yes, um, yes. Which is just like really good. Wow, wow, and also. Like, in terms of... Because I'm always interested in, like, what do the angels know and when? Because it, I think, indicates, like, what the writers knew and when. Yes. Um, But specifically, like, in show, in this, Cass says, you know, the righteous man who begins it is the only one that can end it. Mm. Um, And previously, when he was confronting Uriel, Uriel said that the whole plan was to get Alistair to kill Dean and then other stuff was going to happen. So, like, Cass knew that they needed Dean to, like, end it. And Uriel either didn't know that, which is why he tells Dean that he's replaceable in the earlier episode. Mm. I think it's the Great Pumpkin uh, yeah. episode. Mm. Or doesn't yeah. care that Dean that can right. end it. Yeah, or, like, he does he know about anyway. Adam? Like, or does he know about, like... I don't you think know, anybody does, knows does, about Adam at this point. At this point, <laughs> not the writers. Well, sure. like okay, so like you know, we talk about like perfect vessels and stuff, and it's like you know, Dean and Sam, da da da. Is mm-hmm. there like a scenario in which if there's no Adam, there's no John, there's no Dean? Does John have like a second cousin who is now technically like the last heir of fucking like um, what's his name, Kane? Do you know what I mean? Kane? Like, mm. like how? <laughs> like how far in the family tree do you get to you get another perfect vessel I no one will ever really... know because supernatural is not clear <laughs> on why even they are perfect vessels yeah yeah dude sorry so, the yeah. lore is not consistent it is so juicy you like you said like that yeah uriel is just there he's just got different you know different knowledge like than cast does in that moment I just like I really love that. Also, I just want to say like, um, Cass like explains this: the righteous man who begins it is the only one that can end it. And Dean, you have to stop it. But then he's like, and I don't even really know what that means. And then he says, "Yeah, Dean, they don't tell me much." Which is like, it was just such a perfect moment, and I just wanted to specifically such point it out because thing it's just like another one of those like pretty human moments from Cass. 
the same as like a previous heart locket for me which is when he's like i'm not a hammer as you say and he just sounds like really human as he says it. and like this like dean they don't tell me much it's just like this very like they awesome don't tell moment him of much. like communication and like connection and like they don't he tell has him questions much. he has doubts and they don't tell him much uh. Uh. Okay, so we are going to head into the salt mines and we are also going to be bringing our heart lockets with just to give us some hope. Ella, what did you hate this episode? I I honestly can't think of anything. (laughs) I was going to say, it's really rough to pick. This episode is Um, really great. Um, Yeah, no, I can't think of anything. I'm just going to go straight for the heart locket. So hit us with it. What did you like? Um, Okay, so... In one side has got to be all the imagery that we talked about. Like, I think it's just so fun that, like, they, they you know, the episode still would have worked if they didn't do all that. Um, but it just adds, like, such, like, prestige and, like, filmmaking <laughs> into this episode, which is just awesome. Um, Love it. And then, yeah, on the other side, I guess it's just, like, all of these conversations, like, the way that, like, the information is revealed between all these different pairs throughout the episode, you know, there's not many scenes where there's more than like two people, which is really fun. Um, and it's a lot of just like, this is what I know. This is what I think. No, well, this is what I know. And this is what I think. And I think that's just really fun storytelling. Cause it's like, you know, it's just really like strong character work from everyone. This episode. Yeah. Really strong. Stuff. Um, how about I'm glad you, you like Jess? Um, I thought we were going to do that. let's okay, do no, this part, no it's fine let's just do it i'll do the outro time. because you guys don't need to try yeah, in for okay. that um so my salt mine i thought of one and now i don't remember it so okay <laughs> and then my heart mm-hmm. locket is cast saying that uriel's the funniest in the garrison ask anyone because <laughs> it's just like really good it's such a funny little like perfect little moment uh, and he's deadpan delivery and also like who the fuck is dean gonna ask like anna who has lost all interest in him <laughs> uriel who hates him and Cass is the one who told him that like it's so funny it's so perfect mm. like ask anyone plus Seven of the garrison are dead already. Like, I don't know how many angels make up a garrison, but, like, the ask yeah, anyone it's... just, like, kills me. It's so fucking funny. It would have been funny if later on, like, Anna, like, was, like, <laughs> like Uriel came up and she was just like, it was really sad. He was really funny. <laughs> exactly. Like, if she had alluded at all to, like, Uriel being funny, would be great. Like, it's just a given. All the angels then... talk about this. They all know, like, if, yeah. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like if Anna did say something like that, Dean would be like, did Cass put you up to this? Like, <laughs> yeah. this is a prank? He's like, um, you don't mean that. You don't mean that. Stop it. I know what you're doing. Um, what did you... Yeah, so no soul mine, huh? Well, no, I guess. <laughs> Great stuff. I love that. Must not have been very good because I do not remember it. <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot that she said that she didn't have any. So... I am going to be annoying. I do have a salt mine. Yeah, so go I'm off. The person who's going to be the worst. It's not really a big gripe. I just think, like, and now that I know that it's such a short time that they have to record all these episodes, I think that it's probably not really fair to say. Um, I do think there are moments that come across a little goofy. Um, sorry to Misha Collins, but, like, you did some really stellar work in here, and then other times I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? You look so <laughs> stupid. Like, when he tells Anna to go, he's like, 
go. You know, he like he turns around yeah. and dips his chin and it's like Dude, how did they let you use this take? It's, yeah, it does kind of work, though, because it's like he's going through such a unique experience for him. So it kind of does it doesn't fit work. that he's being such it a weirdo. No, <laughs> it does not work. No, it's fully, like, corny. I agree. <laughs> it, doesn't feel, it doesn't feel like that was the point. It just comes across like he is trying to... It feels like an actor trying to be. Yeah, I think he's def- he's definitely like- still trying to get to know the character, and like we we don't really see For that sure. goofiness from him in like future cast centric episodes. Yeah. I would say like you know, um, I think like in yeah. like the men who would be king. Like I don't think any of this kind of serious dialogue ever comes off as right. corny in I that think, episode. I might be wrong. Yeah, but just off the top of my head. We'll see when we get there. Mm-hmm. But I think what what uh, what happens here. I think the, uh, Jen Snackle suffers from this a little bit as well. Um, Strangely enough, Jared Padalecki, maybe because he's not there very much, I don't have much of an issue with. He's just out there doing his his thing. Yeah, he's like I think he's he quite good as well but when I Sam think... is kind of filled with anger. Like I think a lot of the time he yeah, does really good. kill it when, like, like we joke that like Sam gets something to do, but he he seems really comfortable yeah. in that place as an actor. Yeah, he 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 does a pretty serviceable job, or even a good job, I would say. I just don't like. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, like I, I like Sam a lot. Like it so burns my throat to say um, something nice about Jared Padalecki. <laughs> like, um, but we we, we we've got to give just credit like Alistair. In, um, like Sam, I really believed Sam this episode. Yeah, for sure. I just meant like there, like the start of the torturing. I think maybe Jensen didn't need to go quite as hard. Um, like with his face acting, I think it would be nice if there was a little bit more of a progression. Um, uh, but that's me and it's nitpicky. Um, but these are just small things that take me out. And yeah. I do think that some of Uriel's hamminess with stuff feels a little silly, but all, all in all, the episode holds up. It's really fun to watch still. Um, and then, sorry that I was mean. Sorry. Like... <laughs> We we talked it, we, we talked about it earlier, um, but like also like um, in terms of the scheduling and the actual production of the episode, I imagine it was quite jarring yeah. for like Jensen um, and even like the guest actors to kind of come in and like Jensen's doing quite intense work as well, whereas you know yeah. a lot of this season so far has been like fun kind of brother discussions or you know it's it's a lot of just him and this actor who's like you know, a new person. So I, you know, it yeah. does make sense that it's yeah. not like perfect. Really it's the CW. Pulls it off, though. I think but the, yeah. yeah, the, the, the scenes between Alistair and Dean are very like full. Oh my God. The guy who plays Alistair, you said his surname was like Heyerdahl or something. Yeah. Jess, I can't remember. Christopher Heyerdahl. Um, Christopher. Oh my God. Where's his Emmy? Probably yeah. he has a couple, but like for He's... this specifically. Wait, let me see what he, his most recent credit is. Um, he's on Peacemaker. Um, he's on. Oh yeah, Peacemaker. Under the Banner of he- Heaven, which I don't know. The man is like working. That is so yeah. Fuck, I love it. Good. He's got like ten credits a year, or like at least a handful of credits a year every year. Oh my god, he, he has one hundred and twenty-seven credits on IMDb. Sounds right. Work. That sounds right. He's earned it. Um, but I yeah, he's really good. Um, so for my heart locket. <laughs> I'm having a really hard time picking. Um, I think that ultimately, I think this episode is just like one of those episodes that's like, you know how sometimes you add something um, that seems, 
you know sometimes while you're cooking and then you add an ingredient and you're like well this ingredient's good on its own but it's um it's just going to be like a little point um on on its own in in the flavors of this meal Mm -hmm. but then you have the meal and it makes everything else better by extension this episode is that Mm -hmm. so like it, it interacts with everything around it. It touches everything. It touches the relationships, the world building. It touches the mm-hmm. understanding of the inner world of the characters and the their um, journey forward. And even as far as season 15, it, I have it in the back of my head. Mm. So I think really exceptional for what it manages to bring across in such a short amount of, of time. Yeah, and I, I um, part of me wonders, yeah. like, obviously we're sucking, like, Ben Edlund's dick this whole episode, but, like, I wonder if it's because he comes from, like, okay, a comic don't make book. it cheap like that. Don't make sorry, it. I just... That's her, sorry. that's her best friend. Crude Aussie slang coming through, but um, he, you know... Um, <laughs> Like he has, he's been in control of like entire stories. Like that's where his writing kind of comes from. Like it's not, he's not a writer who like did a couple spec scripts and then got in a writer's room. Like he created characters, he created universes. So I think he has a real understanding of like how to connect all the threads and how to make everything mean something. Like it's, it's, you know, a lot of the writers like don't do that. (laughs) It's uh, it's not something you find every day, and I'm so happy we could talk about this episode. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. You can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at TheCastCast. You can email us at TheCastCast at gmail.com. Um, that's it for socials. And for next week, we are going to be covering 418, The Monster at the End of This Book. So... That's all. We love you. Okay, bye. 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 Good things do happen.